Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, who's there? This is Joe from uh, West Virginia. Hey, how's it going? Good, Mike. How you doing? I'm all right. A little tired. I thought you didn't get tired. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my, you must be tired. You don't sleep. Yeah, I'm pretty tired now. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, trying to get ready for uh, my court date there on, uh, well, not mine, but uh, uh, on, on Thursday at 9.30. Um, writing up notices. You, you probably saw them on there. Not notices, they're just, Responses that I put down in writing um, that I've heard and listened to on the talk show. So, trying to get ready for that. The uh, the usual things that almost uh, that come up almost every court case. Yeah, yeah, those type of uh, responses. Um, I've been typing them up and uh, you know, so I have them ready. I I. I, I thought I saw someone or heard somewhere where I ought to have, like, three copies ready. I mean, is there no, to have uh, multiple copies? That's, um, I would always bring four copies of everything that I filed to court with me. Okay. But as okay. far as, uh, as far as when you're just writing responses in court, just write one. Right one. All right. Yeah, I, I'll bring an extra copy. I only filed one notice at the clerk's office. Um, one that uh, call had me write up and, and send in. So, uh, so that's in. I got it's. I got a copy of the stamp. You know, they they stamped it. So I, I have that. I, I asked if um, I would get a copy of the notice of service. And the lady I spoke to said, well, she turns it in, puts it in the magistrate's file, and then they take it from there. So um, I'm I'm hoping that I get something in the mail here, uh, you know, before Thursday. But even if I don't, I'll take it. I'll have a copy with me with a stamp on it, a couple copies, actually. And uh, so I have it there. In case I say no, I'll say, well, here it is. I won't say that, but I'll write it. Yeah, I'd bring four copies, one for the prosecutor, one for the judge, one for the court clerk, and one for you. Four copies, okay. All right. 
Um, the uh, the note I sent you the notice that I uh, I sent in. Um, you know, basically, basically the the, the question is, um, who do I owe debt to? Um, and uh, what I had done prior to that notice is I had sent several letters uh, to the uh, the man um, who on on the notice appeared the, the man uh, the prosecutor um, and uh, you know trying to resolve it uh, on a private side you know apologizing for my actions you know asking him how I can compensate him things like that and I didn't get any replies from him as you as you saw in my notice and then uh, I also wrote the county administrator who handles all the finances for the county and the chief deputy from the sheriff's office wrote back and said basically I don't owe any any debt to them that I won't be receiving a bill for the services they provided um, and the services being they came out uh, not you know my wife called 9-11 they came out to the house and provided a service so I was trying to compensate them for that service, and they say I don't owe a debt. I already basically already paid it um, through taxes. And uh, so, so we're, we still don't know who who you owe the debt to. No, no, no one's claiming I owe a debt. Um, and, I, and I actually, I have a question. You know, I was trying. To, I was looking up uh, the word charge. You know, I, I I've got these so-called charges against me. And that's just, uh, you know, Carl said that, you know, the uh, it's administrative court, their commerce and finance and all that stuff. So I, I was trying to understand what charges meant. And I guess that's the burden, burden they're placing on me, the, the charge, the cost, um, uh, for the service they provided. Is that yeah. correct? Am I looking at that correctly? Yeah, you could look at a charge two different, well, or maybe more than two different ways, but it's like a battery. You charge it up, right? You build something up, or you charge somebody money, like charge maybe a credit card. You charge it up, you build up. And then when you pay your credit card, you're discharging the debt, sort of. Or if you're using all the power in the battery, you're discharging the power from the battery right same thing right. they're they're loading charges on you it just so happens it's monetary behind the scenes whatever maybe that's maybe that's how they're looking at it a debt to society but they won't yeah. tell you who society was harmed Yeah, and, and Carl had mentioned that, you know, that, uh, you know, it was a, a debt to society. However, I'm not, um, you know, I don't wish to be a member of their society, I guess, the legal society. I'm not I'm not sure if I understood that properly, but but I, I got the letter saying that I don't owe them a debt. So, well, who is it, the city, the county, this, this, I guess it wouldn't be the state, but... 
Well, what was weird was when I when I was in my when I was in the bail hearing when this first happened, uh, the uh, it said it was the state of West Virginia, um, and not. Uh, let me get it here. Yeah, it says it titled me as a defendant, and it was the state of West Virginia was the plaintiff. But then when I got the notice to appear, the prosecutor, uh, the plaintiff, was uh, the man acting as deputy, uh, J.M. Whitehead. And I was, they didn't, title, they didn't put a title on there as plaintiff or defendant, um, but they had me listed down below, you know, J.M. White, deputy J.M. Whitehead versus uh, Joe Nicholas. So... Um, what kind of letters did you write to old J.M.? Uh, a whole bunch of them. I wrote uh, my first letter. Let me pull them out here. My first letter, uh, well, here, I'll read it. Uh, on December 21st, 2014, while acting as deputy sheriff, you provided services at my home. I apologize if I offended you. Please forgive me. If I cause you harm, I wish to compensate you. Kindly send a bill of particulars so I may settle any debt. Now, call it after the fact told me that I didn't need to, to write, send a bill of particulars, but he said that doesn't matter. Uh, I got, I made the point. My second letter was, uh, um, I followed up with was basically I have not received and answered my last letter, copy and closed herein. Um, and then I got my got the notice to appear, and I had sent on my own. I sent him on receipt of your three notices, see copies enclosed herein. How can we settle this matter in private? And then Carl had me write uh, two letters back to back. The first one um, saying, "I am Joe Nicholas, and I believe you are the man who has been assigned to cases." Uh, and I list the four cases. Please call me at uh, at this number and let me know you did receive this letter so I can communicate with you in a proper and timely manner. And then the very next day, he had me send a letter um, saying, I, I sent you a letter and haven't heard back from, from you. Are you in possession of the letter? Maybe the letter was lost or delayed in the mail. Here's a copy. And then again, would you please call or uh, text me and let me know you are in receipt of the letter. I wish you well. Uh, God bless Joe Nichols. So, um, and those were the letters I wrote to um, to J. M. Whitehead. So, as far as I'm concerned, the matter's been settled. The guy's got no beef. Yeah, I, there is, there is none. Uh, I, I don't I don't see any. Um, you know, my me and my wife made a mistake. Um, She's she's not testifying against me. Actually, she said she'd go up there and say, you know, tell them. I said, no, no, you don't need to do that. I don't want her involved, you know, you know, up there doing anything. I don't want her to get in any trouble or nothing like that. So, um, or open her um, mouth and get you in trouble. Yeah, either or. Um, <laughs> you know, basically, the the reason for calling nine one was was not was not true. It was just we we. We were drinking. We had an argument. Whatever. And, uh, it was a private matter. It's none of their right. business. They got called. They got called. Oh, well, you offered to pay them. They don't want the money. The debt's paid. 
He apologized, asked for forgiveness, but he didn't rebut. I don't know, as far as I'm concerned, it's over with. I had every chance to get a hold of you and say, hey, you hurt my feelings or you broke my toe or whatever his problem is. He didn't get back to you. Right, but now I still, I mean, my next step is, unless I get something saying differently in the mail, um, I mean, I have to, I have to appear um, at uh, at this hearing because um, you know from summons. So, um, how to act and go through this process that we all talk about on the Skype groups is is uh, you know my my next task at hand, I guess you could say. Um, basically, I'm not going to say a word. I don't want, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. And I've, I've heard lots of good things on how to, you know, uh, respond in writing. And I made a whole bunch of those and made a list. Um, and I was listening to Gus and Moe's talk. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but that had some good information on it, too. So, um, <clears throat> I, I did go to magistrate court a couple weeks ago to watch it because I'd never been to court, so I could see, you know, how how these these actors played their roles, and um, you know, it was, it was a good experience for me. Now I just um, have to be prepared to, uh, you know, to uh, you know, appear appears appears a man and and. Reply to all their all their questions and and stand as a man. And that's, yep. That's yeah, rely on your paperwork. Keep your big mouth shut. Oh, like when I go in there, um, it, what I wouldn't what I saw the way it worked when I went there was uh, the the bailiff uh, came out of the courtroom. And I, I think he called the next case number, or I don't know if he asked for you know is is say Joe Nichols here or uh, it's probably what he asked, but I, I didn't hear that. Um, but when that happens, I guess I would I would walk in there, um, not say anything, just just walk in. And I don't know, I mean, do they seat you at the, the table? They tell you here, you sit here, or that kind of thing. Or do I just go to, you know, I mean, just I just go sit down. Um, I, I guess well, the the etiquette, the court etiquette or process is is kind of. When they funny. call your name, there's likely going to be two tables sitting there, and the prosecutor is going to be at one, so you'll get the other one. Okay, and I did see that that, that the way the courtroom was set up. Yeah, you're, um, you, I'm guessing if you're if you're standing in front of the judge, you'll be on the left hand side more than likely. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it was. The prosecutor uh, was on the right hand side. Um, so, so you have what do you have filed into their case so far? Anything? Just uh, one letter. I put or one notice. I put one notice in, in which. Uh, um, I'll read it. It says, uh, notice, I, a man, Joseph Nichols, tried on numerous occasions to communicate with Joe Whitehead, the man who acts as prosecutor, in in quotes. And then underneath that, I list individually each um, 
communication. I said uh, I tried to communicate with Joe on January 14th, C Exhibit A, and then down on through A, B, C, D, and E. And then after that, uh, I say for for reasons unbeknownst to me, the man known as as Joe does not wish to communicate with me. And then my next uh, sentence says, I sent correspondence to Alan Davis, the man who acts as county administrator, to ask if I owe a debt to Berkeley County Sheriff's Department. See Exhibit F. Next line, Gary Harmison, the man who acts as chief deputy, writes, I owe no debt to Berkeley County. See Exhibit G. Next sentence, I, I tried to settle a debt and no uh, woman, um, as we write it, then, quote, agent or, quote, agency claims a debt is due. Who do I owe a debt to? I say here and we'll ver- verify in open court that all here and be true and signed it. Did Carl tell you just put that in with all your exhibits and keep your big mouth shut? No, I haven't t- really talked to him about what to do to court. He said, <laughs> uh, he said, uh, either, either, uh, no, you don't, you know, I said, why well, do I got to put any more notices? He said, no. He said, don't worry about it. They're not going to mess with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. translation, hand in that notice, keep your big mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, Stand yeah. Paperwork. But, but I do, I mean, when I go there, um, you know, they are going to ask me, you know, hey, are are are, are you Joe Nicholas, you know, or, you know, um, do you have a uh, uh, a lawyer, uh, you know, uh, and things like that. Um, so I need to, I still need to be prepared to to uh, respond to those those questions. Correct. I can't just. Well, I mean, this is where I get confused because he said just, you know, don't say a word. You know, look bored. Um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> and just, uh, you know, I, I think he said, uh, uh, you know, uh, refer to my notice. So, I mean, yep. so I, here's, that's where I'm confused on, on, the, on all the talk shows and everything I hear. And on Skype, you know, it says, oh, be prepared to answer the, these, the questions in writing, respond to them. And then on the other hand, you know, I kind of get the impression that I, I don't do anything. Just sit there. So... Well, if your paperwork is correct, everything you need to say will be in your paperwork. And that and that notice what I sent. And your paperwork says that you tried to settle several times. The guy won't get a hold of you. You owe no debt. Nobody will tell you who owes the debt. You're asking again who owes the debt. Like they can't, they can't produce a, a damaged party. They can't produce a contract. They can't produce a bill. They can't produce anything. That's probably why Carl's saying that. What else do you need? Right? That's the whole point of all the letters. You got, what, five letters in there. Shows Buddy's an asshole. He's dishonorable. He doesn't want to work with you. You tried to settle in private. He won't do it. Now, he's in complete dishonor. I agree. There is a possibility, don't bank on it, but there's a possibility you might go to court. You don't see uh, your list on the name outside the courtroom. 
go to the prosecutor's office and say, hey, what's up? I thought I was supposed to be in court today. They'll ask you your name, you tell them their name, and they might say, oh, uh, case has been dismissed. You never know. Stranger yeah. things have happened. Yeah, they, might, well, that would be... they might try and test you. They might, the prosecutor might put in a motion for extra time. Oh, we just got an important notice. Uh, we're going to request 30 days. Then at that point, you get to either say, okay, I agree to 30 days, or you can say, oh, no, shit or get off the pot. Drag me in here. You accused me of something. You're wasting my time. You prosecute your case right now. Put your witnesses on the stand. Let's do this. 30 days, nothing. Right. Yeah, I want want it over with. Uh, Yeah. Throw your cards on the table. Let's see what you got. I don't think you got anything. Okay. Well, um, it'd probably be a good idea. I think uh, tomorrow after work and uh, Wednesday after work, I'll I'll stop at the courthouse and and uh, well, they won't have they 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 have the the cases for that day on a you know TV screen scheduled showing which what time and things like that, but. Uh, I guess I could go down there and, and just ask the clerk, um, you know, hey, uh, are these, is this case still uh, scheduled for Thursday at 9.30? Um, and just just follow up with it. Uh, or no? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You I guess... I would say just go uh, Thursday morning and see if you're on the list or not. But if okay. you go and you don't see your name on the list, don't just turn around and go home, though. No, no. Go, go. You said go uh, to the prosecutor's office. Is that where yeah. I go? I go actually go to the prosecutor's office, uh, or, or the um, prosecuting attorney's office. Prosecuting prosecutor being. Uh, Joe uh, Whitehead. Um, yeah, he's probably got an office right in the courthouse, right beside the courthouse, right across the street from the courthouse. Probably got an office somewhere around there, the prosecutor's office. You mean, uh, well, isn't the deputy, the, the man acting as deputy, the deputy uh, Joe Whitehead, um, he's the prosecutor. But the prosecuting, he has a prosecuting attorney. Okay, well, yeah. Yeah. But well, the he's not actually... Attorney, that's where you would go and see why your name's not on the list. Okay. Okay. I know who that is, and he is in the same building. So, um, Because I, I witnessed when I went there, you know, um, they... the the. The officers, uh, the, the the cops, you know, basically the the prosecuting attorney just called the cops up to give testimony to their affidavits against, you know, the the defendant, um, which to me is is uh, I mean that's you know I want I don't want uh, I, I want the man accusing me. To 
prosecute me. Not not a lawyer, you know, not his prosecuting attorney, but the man himself, correct? He's the one who accused me that I did wrong, you know. Well, yeah, if the, if the lawyer has no first-hand personal knowledge, what's he doing speaking? Exactly, exactly. He's doing he all bullshit. It's not testimony. An attorney can't give testimony. He's just spewing bullshit. Tell him to sit down shut up. Right. Yeah, and I have that. I, I, that's one of the things I had written down. But the other thing is... Carl, Carl told you not to even acknowledge the other side, right? Yeah, I don't say a word. I, I don't... Uh, I mean, he didn't say that to me directly. Uh, I've heard it on his talk shows, but you don't even acknowledge, you know, don't See, acknowledge you the judge. You got to be careful now because just because he said it once doesn't mean he's talking about your case. Right. Okay. Um, see, if you have a claim going that you filed into their case, so there's two cases going at the same time, then you wouldn't acknowledge their case at all. But this time, I think you would have to on occasion. Um. Yeah, because I, I don't have a claim in. I just put a notice into their case. Yes. I don't have a separate claim. I haven't filed a separate claim or nothing like that. Um, well, mostly all you should have to say is uh, please refer to my paperwork. Have you read my paperwork? Did you read my paperwork? Did you understand my paperwork? Please refer to my paperwork. If they ask you all kinds of stupid shit, just start asking them how is this relevant to the case at hand or the case before the court. What about, like, uh, you know, I'm an idiot and legalese. I do not speak legalese. I mean, you know, those are those are the kind of things that I've heard everybody talk about putting in when they, you know, when you're asked questions um, in 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 their court. Um. You could. I don't think you would need it, but you could. Okay. All right. Because I I can't really think of any questions they should be asking you that aren't in your paperwork. All right. So just refer to my notice. The whole time is refer to my notice? See, this cop who's apparently the prosecutor or the plaintiff or whatever, uh-huh. you've done nothing to him. Nothing. No. It's a bullshit complaint. It's utterly and completely bullshit. Right. You got I, a damaged I, I, party, there's no harm, monster injury, there's no, um, no contract. Like, there's, they got nothing. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with all that. I, I don't have, you know, I understand all that. It's just, Like how uh, many affidavits do they have in the file? Just one. That uh, Well, one that I know of, uh, 
um, that was originally written at my my uh, bell hearing. There's one affidavit. Who wrote it? Oh, uh, that deputy, the man acting as deputy. And what did it say? <laughs> aren't you, aren't you garbage? Actually, um, uh, one second. Basically, he said he was called. You know, he's he responded to a nine one one call. Um, he arrived at uh, my address, and uh, I came to the door. Um, uh, and that I I invited him in, um, which is true. I you know he asked me if I had any weapons, and uh, uh, that I said uh, I said no which is not true on my, my gun cabinets right there in plain view. And besides, you know, you know, I, I don't know how that was even relevant to tell you the truth. Yeah. Who gives a shit about all that? That doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, he wrote a bunch of stuff like that. And, uh, uh, let's see. Um, we came in and, uh, my, you know, my wife was sitting on the couch. Well, they said she was sitting at the island in the kitchen, but she was actually on the couch. Who cares? Um, doesn't matter. Keep going. What's that? It doesn't matter. All that other shit, it doesn't really matter. Just, just it, it, so far, there's nothing important. No. Um, like, I'm guessing, I'm guessing his affidavit doesn't say anything important, but don't worry about all the little shit, because none of it matters anyway. No. No, I, 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 I've read through this thing, and it is, none of it really matters. Uh, I mean, they do say that, uh, you know, they asked if that's uh, uh, what I did as I reached over to pick my dog. Did, put it this way: Did he say that he seen anything? No, other no, no, he did not. He did Do not. you know what that, that means? means? There's no witness, nothing. Right. Nobody. I mean, the only thing. thing. The only thing that he, as far as the other charges, you know, resisting arrest and uh, uh, assault um, on an officer. You know, he gives this uh, basically a, a bullshit story. Um, but there is another char- trooper. How many What's charges that? are you? How many charges are you going for? There's four total. Um, two, two obstructing and one um, assault on the officer. But I, I, you know, but someone did tell me assault is just. Uh, they're saying I pushed him. I didn't push him, uh, but, but I don't think it really matters. Uh, you know, whatever they whatever they say here doesn't really matter. There's no there's no witness. There's no um, third party impartial witness. There's two troopers there, and of course they're going to stick up for each other. But he's not an impartial, you know, uh, third party impartial witness. Um, you know, so you know it's it's. It's he said, she said kind of thing. Yeah, and he but forgave you anyway. What's that? And he forgave you anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> I offered, I offered to, you know, there's nothing in there that says I harmed anybody, that I caused him, you know, a loss or anything like that. Um, uh, so yeah, if he brings a doctor bill, maybe decide about paying him. I don't think he's got a doctor's bill. No. No, I'm the one who ended up going to the doctor that night. Um, I made him take me to the hospital because they took out my knee. Um, 
So um, they did take me there. Uh, but I don't care about that. I, you know, um, you forgive me, I'll forgive you. You know, that, that kind of thing. I, I'm, yeah. You know, just want this to want it to go away. It was just a mistake, uh, you know, uh, it was a private thing between me and my wife. No one was harmed. Um, and uh, so, you know, what's the problem, basically? <laughs> I'd like to say all these things, but I know I can. i got to keep my mouth shut. Uh, but anyways, all right, well, I, I guess uh, I, I'll have these, I'll have these things ready, but um, you know, I, I'll just keep my mouth shut and say, refer to, you know, refer to my notice. Did you get my notice? Do you understand my notice? Yep. Um, one other question, though, and, and I'll, I'll get off the phone. Uh, um, like, would I put in at the end, uh, would I ask, um, and this was one of Carl's old from one calls old Angela's show, um, after they go through their whole, whatever they go through, and I don't say anything, um, would I ask the question, is there a man make a claim before this court? Is there a verified claim before this court? Can this claim be verified in this court at this time? And is the man here to verify it? Because that's really what I'm, I'm, I want to know, right? Is there a man making a claim? And the answer would be no. And if they're, and if they're saying something, if he says yes, then okay, how, you know, here's my checkbook. How can I compensate you? Well, that is an okay question, but the thing is. If they ask a question and you write a notice, and they ask a question and you write a notice, they ask a question and you write a notice, then you're just going to say all kinds of stupid shit on paper, and that's not going to help either. That's part of the point where you're saying, refer to my paperwork, refer to my paperwork, refer to my paperwork. Okay. It's going to be kind of hard for them to get around that. If the prosecutor's got no first-hand personal knowledge, the cop didn't actually witness anything. Like, what have these guys got? Nothing. No, but what I, when I went there and, and, you know, what I witnessed when I watched the, that, the court, um, they didn't have nothing either. It was all... Uh, you said something. Nobody. No, who's, no, the guy... That, the guy didn't know anything. Uh, he didn't. That's what I mean. Anything. That's why they do it, because nobody says anything. Okay. If I'm a good prosecutor, I could prosecute you. No murder, no murder weapon, no body, no witness, nothing. If I'm a good prosecutor, your lawyer sucks, or we make some kind of backroom deal, you're fucked. Doesn't matter if I have evidence. Doesn't matter if I have witnesses. If you don't rebut it, you're finished how their game works. If you don't say anything, watch what they do to you. That's why you got to get your letters. You got to get your notice in, your exhibits attached to it. Go in there, stand on your paperwork, be ready. All right, well, yeah, and that's what I'm trying to do, be ready. 
See, that's what Carl means. There is no cookie cutter. Like you, you got to live this. You, it's you got to be quick on your feet. You got to know this. Got to be second nature. They're going to be firing questions at you. Some of them you're going to ask them how it's relevant. Some of them you're going to just say refer to my paperwork. You never know. Maybe the judge or the prosecutor's good, and they fire a lot of good questions at you. Maybe you'll get some. Maybe you'll be lucky. Get some prosecutor that's all hungover, doesn't know how to do his job to begin with. Like Russian roulette, you never know what you're going to expect when you walk into a courtroom. Well, would it be better? Uh, you know, in my, I imagine like a lot of people, we kind of get thrust into this, and uh, you know, the first time, and you know, we're learning. So. To be honest with you, I'm not going to be quick on my feet. It's not going to happen. I'm just not that, not that, uh, not that skilled at this. Um, you know, I understand the, uh, you know, the, the basics. Um, you know, but uh, you know, being prepared for it 100 percent, I, I don't. That's that's almost impossible. You know, um, at least at least for me. Um, you know, I can prepare as much as much as I can, and and uh, you know, listen to what you guys say. Um, you know, and just do the best I can. You know. Yeah. Hope for the best. Expect the worst. Give it the best you can. I'm sure you'll be all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. They, well, don't, really, they don't really have a lot to work with. As long as as long as you stick to your paperwork, there's not really a whole lot they can do. See that, and that's what I that's what I don't understand. You know, um, and maybe it's because I I don't trust that. Um, I, I don't trust them. Let me put it that way. Um, you know, I, I hear. You know, I understand that they. You know, there's my paperwork. You know, it basically says, I don't owe you a debt. Um, no one's been harmed, injured, no, no loss. I don't owe society a debt. I've got, got a letter that says that. So what's the problem? You know, can I go home kind of thing? But, you know, I don't see them doing that. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe that'll happen. But uh, I guess I'm preparing for the worst. <laughs> You got a one-page notice that references, what, six exhibits. The exhibits are short enough. They tell a pretty clear, concise story, like what's not to get. They wrote this guy five freaking times. He wouldn't respond once. Look at how polite I was. Look how honorable I was. They tried everything I could possibly do. What a dick. The guy wouldn't even respond to one single letter. Obviously, there's no damaged party, there's no harm, loss, or injury, no contract, no witness, no first-hand personal knowledge, private little dispute between me and my wife, we're over it, you guys aren't, there's no debt, nothing, like, what is, you guys are holding a grudge like a little high school girl. Yeah. Yeah. You like it's Leo here. I was just wondering if instead of saying my wife, could you say it was 
my property there was I was just it was just me and my property. Referring right. to his wife always as property? When a man and a wife get married they become one. Okay. I call him my wife. Yeah. Well I I won't I won't be uh you know, none of my correspondence refers to to uh to my wife at all, you know. Um and uh you know Yeah, see, that's been... another thing too, you could just put it as it was a misunderstanding. It was a private matter. It was a misunderstanding. Sorry, you guys had to get involved. I offered to pay. Apparently, there's no bill. Everything's good. And the big guy himself sent me a letter saying I owe no debt. Nobody else has come forward with it with a bill. Yeah, but do I do I write these things? I mean, do I do I or, or just I just refer back to my notice, right? Refer to my paperwork. I don't have to. You know, I'm not gonna. If, when they, if they ask me questions, uh, you know, See, you uh, can say stuff like, you can say stuff like, uh, does my paperwork, does my paperwork state that I offered to pay the debt and was told there was no debt, or does my paperwork, does my paperwork say that there is no debt? Okay, I can ask a question. You know, I can refer to my refer to that. Okay, you know, one other thing, and I didn't include it with this notice because I didn't write it. Was uh, you know my the the, uh, the the deputy sheriff had called the man had called my wife um, on the phone, left a message. So they played phone tag and for for a few days and never actually spoke. But she wrote a letter to him. And I told Carl about that, and he said, well, you two need to try to settle this quickly on the private side. So she wrote him a letter um, basically saying that. We we made a mistake, and, uh, you know, we're okay. Um, you know, sorry kind of thing. And, uh, and he never responded back to that. But I didn't include that in my notice because I didn't write it. Um, but but here's what she said. She said, I made a mistake, and I hope you find it in your hearts to forgive Joe and me. Please write back to me and tell me how we can settle this matter. But he never responded to that either. But I didn't include that in my notice because it, I didn't write it. So um, yeah, yeah, bring it to court with you if anybody asks. Just say, oh, well, now that you mentioned it, actually, uh, here's a letter from my wife. She does no problem either. Yeah, I thought about that. I thought about that and just putting a little notice. Um, you don't have to put any little notice. Buddy, buddy pipes up and says, oh, well, uh, blah, 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 his wife. Just say, actually, speaking of my wife, I have a letter here. Anybody want to see it? I'm just hand him a letter. Yeah, somebody's going to grab it. Okay. All right, yeah. I'm going to do that because that, I think it. I think that says a lot. That 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 letter. Um, and you know, yeah, all these letters. Deal, the road, if, they don't take, if they don't take your wife's letter, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Don't get all pissy about it. Who cares? They want to play like that. Whatever. Their sandbox. Yeah. Just just so you know, uh, when I was writing these letters, I copied the 
uh, prosecuting attorney and also the legal department for the county. So they all got copies of these. Um, and that was, uh, you know, what what uh, what Carl told me to do. So I, I copied them, CC'd them on all the letters. So they, they've all received them already. Um, So, yeah, all right, yeah. Pretty good shape. All right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> everybody tells me that. You know, I'm just trying to prepare, you know. And uh, just when you're listening to Carl and you hear him say things, think about if Carl's talking about in their statutory case or in your own claim. Sometimes he's talking about a court of record, sometimes he's talking about statutory court. That can throw you off sometimes. You got to pay attention to what what context he's talking in. Yeah, I I of course call because I have to listen to him again and because uh, it, it's I, I can't a lot of people think for... a lot of people think that uh, he contradicts himself, but sometimes they just don't see the jurisdiction change. Like if he's talking about a court of record, he'll say you got to press it onto the record. And sometimes he'll say in their court, you keep your mouth shut. Sometimes he'll say in their court, you don't even look at the prosecutor. Sometimes he tells you to challenge everything out of his mouth. It kind of depends on the situation. Yeah, well, he told me uh, that, uh, you know, um, uh, it's not my court, it's their court, basically. Um, So... You know, I, um, keep my mouth shut, kind of thing. Yeah. So. Hey, Mike. Yep. Uh, this is William calling. William How's it going? Um, was listening to Mose and Gus's show the other day talking about filing your paperwork on demand because I've been having issues trying to file any paperwork in the court. Yep. So I was there today. And I brought my witness with me, and Scott actually was there. And uh, I requested my copy of the transcripts from the prior hearings and uh, tried to file some paperwork with Scott, the court clerk, or clerk of the court. Uh Uh-oh, it doesn't sound good already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, he wouldn't accept them. None whatsoever. So then uh, he provided me with a a copy of the case file that I required. And uh, I said to him, I I don't see any written orders in here from the judge that I'm uh, not uh, allowed to file any uh, papers into the file. And he says, uh, you were told in open court that uh, he wouldn't accept any paperwork and uh, I wasn't going to accept any paperwork into the Clerk, like the clerk said, I wouldn't accept any of the file. And I says, what uh, what rule do you rely on to not accept any paperwork? And he says, the, the judge's orders. And I says, well, where are those written orders? And uh, his bottom lip started quivering, and he got a little bit higher-pitched voice, and he started saying, uh, you know, your business is done here. Uh, I've got nothing more to say to you. You've got a copy of the case file and uh, a certified copy of the case file, and I'm asking you to leave. 
And I says, but uh, if I can't file any paperwork, how am I to give proper notice to the other party? I said, is it not the rule that you file the paperwork with the court, you get a copy back, you send it out to the other party, and then provide proof of service? And he said, yes. And I said, well, if I can't file any paperwork, how can I provide the other party with notice? And he said, well, you were instructed by the justice at the at the hearing to bring all your paperwork or all your questions to the uh, trial. And I said, yeah, but you have to give notice prior to the trial. Is that not one of the court rules? And he says, uh, you'll have to find a lawyer to get uh, legal advice. And then uh, I noticed that there was three people standing around me in blue uniforms and uh, asking me to politely to leave. And then uh, I said, I haven't got answers to my questions yet. I need to know why there is no written court orders in here that I'm not to file any paperwork. If there's no written order, I, I should be able to file paperwork. And then they started getting pushy and saying, you've been asked to leave. And then uh, one of the lady um, police there pushed me on the arm, and I says, don't touch me. And then the guy behind me, he grabbed my shoulders and turned me around and started pushing me down the hallway and out the door. So I said, I'm going to have to leave without uh, getting any, any paperwork filed. And they said, you're asked to leave, and don't come back anymore today. <laughs> so... Oh yeah, they threatened. They said if you don't leave, we're going to arrest you. That was one of the things they said too. So that was Did my experience trying to file on demand. And all I can say is, anybody who wants to go and try and file paperwork in the court with, uh, take a witness with you or two witnesses with you, so that you can have uh, third parties to witness what's going on. Why, why didn't you have the attorney general's number on speed dial? Why did I not have it on speed dial? Yeah. That's a good question. That's what I would have done. I would have, as uh, soon as he said that you're that he's not allowing you to file anything, I would have told him to put that in writing. And while he was putting it in writing, I would have been calling uh, the attorney general's office. Doesn't matter who answers the phone. Tell him. Tell him. Uh, just tell him, yeah, my name's William. I'm at the uh, courthouse at whatever, whatever street. And uh, Scott here's telling me that I'm not allowed to file anything into the case. He won't provide me the law. He says it was a judge's order, but there is no order. He can't produce the order. This is just uh, a trespass on my right to access the court. And then let somebody at the Attorney General's office remold Scott out. One thing I did notice when they when they pulled my file out of the cabinet there, uh, three of the uh, letters that I sent by Express Post uh, signature return were there in the file unopened. Um, one of the things that Gus helped me work on uh, notice of no jurisdiction was there in the file. However, in the in the certified copy of the um, case file, there was none of that information was not in there, including a notice of motion for uh, more time. 
was not in there, which was one of their official forms. He kept saying, "You don't your your written handwritten paperwork is not an, on an official form." Yeah, you got to start getting this stuff in writing. Yes. Good that there was a witness there. Yes, that's why I say if you're going to go down to the court, take uh, one or two people with you for witnesses. Did you record the conversation? I I believe it was recorded, yes. That's good. Did you uh, get the cops' names? No, I wasn't able to get their names. That's easy enough to find out. I I recognize them from prior hearings. Their faces, but not their names. Anyways, just thought I'd let you know. All right, thanks. That's uh, some experience. One tip for people, uh, for anybody going into court and wanting to uh, file paperwork, uh, be prepared for a hassle, <laughs> especially here in Canada. <laughs> and um, even if even if you got your paperwork with a cover letter file on demand, I left it there on the counter. I don't know if it'll be filed or not. I gave it to him, slipped it through the little slip in the bulletproof glass there, and he took yeah. one look at it. uh, I don't know where you find this rule, but I heard before that once you slap it on the counter, it's filed. It's deemed as filed. Deemed as filed. But here's the issue. When you want to provide notice to the other party, you need to have a stamp, like a copy from the court file. Say what? When you want to serve notice on the other party, proper notice. Yeah. Yeah. So you file the paperwork, get it stamped. And then send the other party a copy of the stamped cop a copy of the stamped filing. You don't have to. You don't have to. No. Nope. Well, actually, I don't know. I didn't have to in family court. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, we oh, we you mean like uh, like for an affidavit, you have to get it sworn and then serve it. No, no, when when you, um, apparently court rule, uh, when you serve someone, just like when you serve someone notice of claim, you uh, file your claim in the court at the clerk's office, they stamp your claim, make a copy, give you a copy to issue to the third party, and then you return it with proof of service saying that this party was served on such and such a day, this file, for proper service. So what they're doing, what the court is doing, is they're preventing you from providing any notices in, into the court. Uh, you're not able then to properly serve the other party your your notices because it's not done through their their system. Again, this is in statutory court in their system. Um, so I hear everyone saying, you know, you got to get your notices in, you got to file your notices with the court. Now I had I had years ago I had a speeding ticket in 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 Newfoundland I was able to file no problem sent my paperwork down 
when I went there the day before the trial, uh, all my paperwork was in the file. And however, now it's a different story. Or they're just telling you it's a different story. Um, could be. And I've talked to an I've talked to another fellow, and he had the same problem trying to file paperwork prior to his trial. And then when he came to trial, he wanted to hand in all his notices and paperwork, and then the judge said, uh, well, this all had to be properly noticed beforehand, and it's not acceptable because it wasn't filed. But at least now I'll have a witness who can fill out a declaration and say that on such and such a day we were there to file paperwork, uh, it was refused, so on and so forth. I don't know how that will help you at trial, but we'll have to see. If it's not one thing, it's another, eh? Yeah, well, I, like I say, I'm you know I'm willing willing to work through it and learn, and I just thought I'm, I'm going to share that experience with the with the people, uh, sort of with the rest of the <laughs> rest of the guys and girls who are going through the same malarkey, and uh, just to give you a, a tip to think about what what to do or how to do it. So now you know for next time. Early on in the conversation, require her to require him to put it in writing that he is refusing to allow you to file it. Yeah, yeah, I, d I did require it in writing from him. And uh, number two is have the attorney general's office on speed dial. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. I guess would a would a letter to the attorney general documenting that be any good? Um, I'm not sure if it will get you anywhere at this point or not. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah, because he has a duty to train, monitor, and discipline his subordinates. Mm -hmm. It is a trespass. Yeah, my my concern is that trying to get your, um, like Mo was saying, trying to get your court record filed. If it's been such a hassle to file, uh, to get anything into the file. They're refusing, flat out refusing to accept anything, and anything that was sent in, like my 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 mail that I sent in, uh, was sitting there unopened, and some items they returned unopened, and that was one of my questions to him. He said, "If you got anything, or the one of the cops there at a bailiff or whatever you want to call them, security." said, well, you'll have to put it in writing and send it to the court. And I said, listen, I've got. I said, look right there. Letters uh, uh, sitting in the file unopened, and uh, letters that have been returned. I said I have I have no access to the court. I said how can I provide a defense for myself? Yeah, but the thing is, if they have all that mail there unopened and all that mail returned, that's just proof of their dishonor.
GPS and how do we use their Everybody's got this problem where they everybody's got this problem where they get all pissed off and freak out if they don't get a letter back. You're all worried that they didn't open your mail. Who cares? That's they got it. Best thing best thing is if you don't get an answer back sometimes. Yep, you got proof they got it. Who cares? Yeah. You got proof they're dishonorable people. Yes, but now how do you turn that dishonor into a uh, dis- uh, discharging your case? Or <laughs> that's that's a question. Well, one way or another, you're gonna have to start getting shit in the file, or you're gonna have to be able to file your own claim or something. You're gonna have to be able to get paperwork in there. I don't know if that will be through the attorney general or what, but you're gonna have to do something. If you can't get paperwork in there, you're pretty much finished. So you're going to have to get over that hurdle one way or another. Right. But even the file on demand paper, they wouldn't accept it. And I left it there. So I don't know if it's going to be, probably won't be received. But I'm only speculating. They might have it. They might throw it out. Yeah, it's hard to say. Anyways. Just food for thought for anyone who's going to uh, court to file documents. Take witnesses with you. If you can get it recorded, that would be bonus. And You could uh, also um, send Scott a letter saying, yeah, Scott, uh, in regards to our little meeting at the courthouse the other day, uh, I require you send me a copy of that uh, document I left there. Uh, I, I require you mail me a time-stamped copy of that document I, I filed the other day. See what he says. If he doesn't say anything, good. Now you got a letter that you filed the document. Send him a copy of the document that you filed. Now you have something on paper saying you filed something. And you didn't get a response. You didn't get your copy of the time-stamped document. Another dishonor. Ooh, Scott's looking kind of bad now, too. There you go. Yeah, if they don't put it on paper, you put it on paper. Send it to them. Greetings, Bob. To follow up on our meeting the other day, uh, you told me that you were refusing to... that you refused to take my paperwork because of orders of judge so-and-so. However, you could not provide me with a copy of the order. Maybe even throw in, I don't believe any such order exists. Put him in the hot seat. There you go. Now he's going to have to say, oh, I didn't tell you I wasn't accepting anything. Good, here's my paperwork. Fucking file it. Right, he said that puts him in a tight spot. He's either going to have to admit, either by flat out admitting it or denying it or ignoring it. But he's in a tough spot once you put it on paper. He's got to rebut it. Mm Mm-hmm. If he says I didn't refuse to, I didn't. If he says I didn't tell you, you can't you can't file any documents. 
And you say, oh, beautiful, here's all my documents, file them, thanks. If he says the judge did order me, okay, well, where's the copy of the order? Obviously, you're not bullshitting me. Let me see a copy. <laughs> that he wouldn't provide. <laughs> yep. I asked for that in writing. Where's the written order from the judge that says I can't file any paperwork? Let's see, that's all stuff you got to put on paper. If he's not going to put it on paper, you do it. Yep. Get him to rebut it. If he doesn't rebut it, then he may as well have just said it. Brady's got a duty and obligation to say something. If he doesn't, if he remains silent, then we got our answer. Very good. Here's a question. Good Here's yeah, a question. Uh, you have the transcripts from the last time you were in court? I uh, know. I just ordered them. Okay. Yeah, there was one from uh, January and one from February. If you're if you're not and gonna get the, the last gonna time get, hold on, hold on. If you're not gonna get a written order from the judge, you might get a copy of the transcript with the judge giving the order. So I would read through them. Mm -hmm. Because if he gave that order orally in open court on the record and it's on the transcript, yes. that's as good as it as it gets There's in a writing. Order. Yeah. Okay. All right, so then if you made a challenge to jurisdiction on the record in open court, that's as good as writing that they haven't rebutted. Well, if it's on the transcripts, we're going to have a hard time denying it. Yeah. Right? So the prior the prior hearings, I was able to get the audio recordings. That, that's another thing, too, is that if you told them you're looking for the written ordering and then you order the transcripts, let us hope that the clerk didn't go and erase it off the record. But then they're in a catch-22 as well. If there's no record of an order given in court or an order in writing, mm -hmm. um, you basically can sue the clerk. And you got a witness that's got the bullshit. You got an impartial witness. Yeah. And so the the, the first, one of the first hearings, I was able to get the audio recording. Now, when I requested the audio recording, they said I had to have a court order to get them. How long? How long did it take? Now, hold on. What what they're going to do is they're going to listen to the audio recording and then they're going to write it down on freaking paper. Yeah. Okay. What they're going to do is they're going to mail it out to a third party contractor that's going to transcribe it and send it back. Yeah. yeah. How long? They might yeah. take the tape and, and erase parts of the tape. Yeah. Either way, there either is an order and you can bill the judge or there is no order and you can sue the clerk. So they're kind of, you know, fucked both ways if you look at it that way. This is why you get everything on paper because you get it, you catch them this way. And, and I noticed the, the, the copy that I received today of the case file, certified copy, is uh, two pages light of the last one that I received two months ago. Two pages missing out of it. See, here's another trick, too. If you get the, the transcripts back and you notice that, cart, that parts have been cut out of it, mm -hmm. you get to write in the tra you get to correct the transcripts, attach them as Exhibit A, 
and swear that your corrections are how it was how it really happened. Who's going to take the stand and say you're full of crap? I don't know. Apparently, the uh, court reporter must have fallen asleep for five seconds. But uh, during this little pause, this is what the judge said. Yeah. Which that's a mountain of paperwork. You got to get at it. Got to do it. It's court. Yeah. And see, realistically, the transcripts. It's just something to remind you of what was said. You're writing your paperwork, you're swearing to it or affirming it, verifying it on in on the record. So who gives a shit about the transcripts anyways? It's what you put on paper and swear to that counts. Hmm. Another thing too, those uh, transcripts, they're purely hearsay. The court reporter re- records it. What she hears, yes. And then it gets mailed away off-site to, a, to a, a, a private corporation that's contracted to listen to the tapes. They, they only transcribe when somebody orders it. So you, you go in, you order the transcripts, they pull, you, they pull the tape out, they send the tape away to this third party. And somebody listens to the tape and types it out and sends it back. So it's all hearsay anyways. Yeah. So it's more important to get the audio recording. And the audio recording can be doctored too. It's still hearsay. It's just a, a guide. It's what you put on paper. Right? Yeah. If you're a man, you swear to it, it's true unless somebody can prove you're lying. Mm-hmm. And then this paper you file at trial, before trial? Before trial which they won't accept. Says who? What's that? Says who? You better fucking hope you get this straightened out before trial. You got to get paperwork in there or you're done. You got to figure out how to get it in. You got to snap Scott into place. Get him in line. If you can get, if you could get the attorney general's office to ream Scott out, you're golden. Because you go to Scott every day, be sweet as pie, and he's going to file everything for you. You don't have to worry about the little clerks or whatever. You just walk in there. Where's Scott? Right. Could it be filed on demand? What's that? Just throwing a suggestion now. Could he could he demand it to be filed? That's yeah, that was what he tried to do, and he got three cops drag him out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it was. The paper I had the paperwork, the notices uh, put together, stapled with a, a paper on top that says "file on demand," and wanted to hand that in to him. And there's no way he would take it. I put it on the counter and slipped it through the through the thing. The, underneath their glass, and uh, he said, "We're not receiving any paperwork. You're not you're not permitted to file anything into the court file." Was the judge's orders, and I asked, uh, "Pass me or show me the written order for it." And he said, "You were told in court if you had anything to bring it with you to the trial." 
you said, well, how can I how can I give proper notice to the other party if I'm unable to file a document to do proper service? Are they allowed to deny you access to to, to file it? Yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't accept the file. They wouldn't no, accept the documents to file. Got some really pig-headed clerks around, and uh, that just Dave, Dave's pissed off a few people. Yeah, that just goes to show how much of a bad apple you are, because they just follow Terry around the courthouse. They don't actually grab him and throw him out. <laughs> I I never had cops throw me. Out. Well, actually, that's not right. I've had cops throw me out of the courthouse once, but not because of filing stuff. Yeah, it's only because I was asking questions. <laughs> yeah, me, I was asking questions at the metal detector. That didn't go so well. Oh. <clears throat> Anyways, I just thought I'd, I'd call in, let you know. I tried uh, filing on demand. Um, I'm going to have to do something, like you said, about Scott. I'm not 100% sure how to tackle it. Um have you talked to the um, Chief Justice yet? Uh, I, I sent correspondence to the to the to the Justice of the, the the Chief Judge of the Courthouse, and there was no response. Uh, the Associate Chief Justice, yes. All right. So uh, what's your name? Finstead. Finstead. I wrote a letter to Finstead and first, and uh, no reply from either of them. Okay, did you did you send uh did you send any letters to the uh, attorney general? Yet? Not yet. No. I, I just had one there in the Skype room uh in the letter that, writing room. That you did send, okay. For Madeline, I haven't sent it yet, no. How I may come have you to... haven't sent it yet. Hey? <laughs> How come you haven't sent it well, yet? Well I was I was uh it's to go out in the next day or two. Um, but I, I'm wondering now if I would re rephrase that to do to deal with Scott. Because the the what Scott's I Scott's a to, different issue. Yeah, a the different letter, issue. The letter that I wrote was yes, that was that was for filing a, a civil claim or like a, a common It was claim. it was purely legal advice. What you're doing is you're getting the attorney general to state the law. And you ask them, what law requires a man? Obviously, there is no law, and that's the answer you're expecting. Hmm? Or you receive no response, and she's in dishonor. Or you receive a ridiculous answer that everybody's going to see as complete bullshit. Yeah. It's the beauty, again, the beauty of asking the proper questions. Exactly. They're screwed. If you ask them a proper question, they're screwed. And you only need to ask it once. You move on to the next question. Hammer them with another one. And then you ask them another question in another letter. Hammer them again. Every 12 days, there should be at least one letter going out. I'm going to amend that letter just to be a little more concise. 
Yeah, so now the so now the next letter or the, the one letter to Madeline was regarding filing a, a claim. This other letter now has to deal with filing paperwork in the in the court. And again, what law requires a man to uh, use a proper form or whatever? Or what law prevents a man from filing a notice into the court? It, what law it, it's requires different because a lawyers have to fill things out on forms, right? But I couldn't tell you. I don't a know man could write a letter, and it's and it's formal. It doesn't have to be on a form, but it has to be a certain form. It has to be in a form. That's the play on words. Yeah. His 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 exact response was, no handwritten documents. Where does it say that? It doesn't even say that in the rules of civil procedure. Yeah, that's not even in the freaking rules. That's ridiculous. In their own in their own statutory rules, it says it must be legibly legibly written or typed. Or typed exactly. Legibly written to me means handwritten. Handwritten, hand printed, handmade, manufactured, man made, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But I think the question to Madeline would be more along the lines of what do you think, Terry, what what law requires a man to follow rules of civil procedure? Or what are the conditions that a clerk is allowed to refuse a man access to the court? Yeah. yeah. Interfere with the man's right to access the court? A public courthouse? This public venue? Said public venue? Good. That's a good. That's yeah. That makes sense. What what law uh, what law provides a clerk with authority to refuse uh, a man access to the public uh, public venue? What law? Because they were either uh, they were either making uh, a legal or judicial determination. And neither one of them are qualified to do either. They can't give you legal advice, and they can't make a judicial determination on whether your paper is good or not. If your paper has two parties, a date, a signature, and I don't know what else, oh, a, a case number, I think that's pretty much good for filing. There's got to be two parties to the case. The document has to be signed. It has to be, well, it doesn't even have to be dated because it will be time-stamped. But the only other thing they need, as far as I can tell, is a case number because they need a file to put it into. Other than that, they can't refuse anything. They have no business reading their paperwork. It's got nothing to do with them if you type, if you type it, print it, use blue ink and write it. None of their business, not their property. 
not their job. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on a couple letters uh, and drop them in the uh, letter writing group there and get them torn apart again. <laughs> yeah, throw it to the piranhas. <laughs> throw it to the piranhas. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Which is good. I, I, when I first got, yep, go ahead. Oh, um, just uh, I remember Carl saying uh, it'd be good to uh, call different counties and uh, talk to the court clerks and kind of get some uh, some different input from them. Say that you're having trouble getting files in, and uh, maybe they can tell you. How serious that is on their end. And That's a good point. You. And they might be able to help you uh, notify the the right chain of command that will make them obey. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, um, what point of law are you? Do you rely on? That's a a man must file or yeah something like that according to rules of civil procedure. Yeah, exactly. With the Fair old single, with the old single quote. Yeah. So another thing too is uh, the judge merely saying, uh, "Oh no, handwritten this and that." No different than Dean Clifford. Can't submit anything online to paper. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even so, in the rules so, of civil procedure, it just says something like white paper or off-white paper, and it can be or cannot be. It may or may not be made from recycled paper. I can't remember. It doesn't even say much else than that. It's me copying purposes only, right? Yep, but to me, the uh, lined paper, it's still white paper. It just happens to have blue lines on it. Convenient. Now I can number my lines. You know, one thing one thing the clerk said was, because um, I asked him, well, which, which forms do I file the, this notice on? And he said, you'll have to go online or get legal advice to uh, find out the forms. So, when you go online and you look in the POA courts, there there's only four or five forms that that show up when I search. What's a POA? Um, good good question. Um, they tell me it is the uh, Provincial Offenses Act court. Oh, POA. I thought yeah, you said P. P. No, no, Philip. Yeah, Philip. Or yeah, I said B as in Bob. Yeah, okay, I got it. Yeah, P. Um, that they uh, that there's only a few forms there that have to do really with summonses and uh, and warrants for arrest and committal and so on and so forth. But there is no there is no POA form for filing a notice of um, uh, how you're going to appear. No notice of. Uh, It'll probably be something like a general notice, or they're probably trying to get you to use a general affidavit or something. 
probably one of their general forms that you, they're trying to get you to use. Right. Well, so we, what in, would be the pro oh, sorry. In in family court here, they have like uh, a whole shitload of forms, but they'll have like uh, an affidavit of financial statement. Then they'll have like affidavit of um, committal, affidavit of this, affidavit of that, and then they'll just have general affidavit. We just it doesn't have to have a specific a specific uh, form for it. Just kind of like a miscellaneous accident. But again, what would be uh, the wrong thing? To, what would be uh, wrong about uh, having uh, the prosecutor, the judge, and the court clerk serve your, the notice and have four people sign it and witness it? Sorry, yeah, say that again. What? I'm Repeat? just trying to get a. Get get around the filing here. What would be wrong about getting the prosecutor, the judge, and the court clerk served by a professional third party and witnessed by uh, uh, four signatures and say, "Hey, file." What's your recommendation on on serving notice to a judge, Mike? Um. Best to do it at home. I didn't know you could serve a judge. I would you never serve a paper somehow. I would <laughs> never, ever, ever serve a judge at his home address. Exactly. Ever, no, ever, not ever. at all. I never sat at home. No, no, but uh, I, I, I did initially um, have the the notices served to the court, and again they refused to accept service. Which to me I thought was crazy. Well, this well, is not what I'm talking about. A court can't take service. A court doesn't have arms. Yeah, no, it was served to the court clerk. What did you serve her with? Sorry? What did you serve on her? Uh, the notices to be filed into the into the file. You can't Why? do that. You can't, you can't get a process server to to file your documents. Why would ridiculous? You, yeah, that just sounds weird. That is absolutely what the hell? Yeah, process servers don't file documents. They serve documents. I'm surprised they did it. They probably just did it to take your money. But process servers serve documents. That's all they do. Yeah, to the court clerk. No, you're not. No, if you were suing the court clerk or writing a notice to the woman, then you would serve her. But you don't. You don't quote serve the papers on her to file. That's not serving. Okay, I have them delivered then. Okay. But you don't get a process server to deliver them. They're not a delivery service. They're not a courier. Like if I was suing you, I would send a process server and I would serve you a lawsuit. Or I would serve you with a motion or 
serve you an injunction. You would but serve him an order also too, right? But I wouldn't I wouldn't serve him with paperwork to go and file. That doesn't make sense. He's not he's not a delivery boy for bringing your paperwork to the courthouse or filing them for you. If you're suing the court clerk, he would serve her, the woman. It would be addressed to her. She would be the one going to court. You serve him notice. You weren't serving her notice. You were giving her documents to file. What you were doing is getting a process server to. It's just like it's just like getting somebody to grab your mail and walk down to the post office and put it in the mailbox for you. That's not what process servers do. You got a process server to take your mail and walk down to the courthouse and deliver your mail. That's not what they do. They serve lawsuits. Well, wouldn't it be uh, wise to have uh, the process server act as a uh, witness? That, no, they're uh, not a witness. That they're the a documents server. were delivered. No, they're not a delivery service. They're not a witness server. They're not private investigators. They're not cops. They're not any of that. They serve documents. They don't deliver documents to be filed. They serve documents, lawsuits, court papers. You didn't serve anything on the clerk. You were giving something to the clerk to file. Two completely different things. Well, we're having problems having the clerks do their jobs. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that you can use a screwdriver instead of a hammer. One possibility is get a third-party mailer to send, I don't know. Can deliver. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know. I think you're going to have to get the uh, Attorney General or somebody to do something. Yep, I'll work, I'm going to work on that later. Couple questions, three questions maybe. But I think I think Scott's the one you got to straighten out because he's the big shot there. And if you straighten him out, everybody's going to do what he says and you won't have to deal with all those smaller ones anymore. You can just go straight to him and he's going to do what he's told. Yeah, send him a bill for the fuel you uh, you burned going to the courthouse that he made you deny the uh, paperwork. I, I wouldn't be sending anybody any bills right now. I'll hang on to them for the future then. 
Yeah, I think sending bills is just going to stir the pot even more. I think it'd be better to get somebody from the Attorney General's office to straighten Scott out and then just go to Scott from now on. Very good. That makes sense. Because he is the, the head honcho of the clerks there. Everybody was asking him, what do we do here, what do we do there? And then if he wasn't sure, he would always check with the with the justice. But see, there's another thing too, when the Attorney General calls Scott, Scott's going to have to take all the heat for it, or he's going to have to squeal on the judge. Either way, it's going to stir up a little bit of shit in the, uh, court, the courthouse. So you're saying that the judge that he was talking to is the same judge that gave you the order. Is that correct? Correct. So why didn't you say, he says, oh, you talked to that guy to get advice. How about you just go and go get me an order real quick? All I need is that on paper, and I promise I won't put anything in the file as long as I get the order on paper. When you get the transcripts, is that a copy of the written order? A written copy of the order? No. No? No. It's something. It's better than nothing. So they they keep um, they the the court clerks re keep referring to you were told you know in court or it was spoken to you in court. So how would I they know? Recall. Were they there? I don't recall. That's right. You're telling me that the judge told me something in court, really? Because I don't recall. You were there. You saw it. You heard it. Great. Could you uh, could you write that down for me? Yep. Not exactly sure what was said, but uh, you know, just to be clear, could you write that down? God bless you for witnessing and remembering that for me. Thank you. I don't know where I'd be without you. <laughs> it's a freaking game. They're playing a game with you, Dave. Yep, yep. Like I, I already shared my story. I went through four days to get paper, to get my claim file and get paperwork put in. But, you know, after the fourth time, I didn't have... I didn't have any any more issues. They t always took my paperwork. I got followed around the courthouse, but uh, they always took my paperwork. I had no problems. Yeah, they just secured you and protected you while you were at the courthouse. That's right. I was I was escorted by my <laughs> public servants. What are you looking at, fool? You don't have an escort around this place. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it even matters what it says on the transcripts. 
there's either a written order or I don't recall the spoken order. Either way, somebody's going to have to put that on paper for me. So I, I don't recall that happening. Oh, great. It's on the transcripts. Good. Then you have no problem putting it in a written order. Yeah, if you can remember it and the judge can remember it, great. Put it on paper. Yep, that's another good point. That way you can use him as a witness. You can have his 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 thing on paper and he's gonna frickin' sign it. Or you get the judge who's gonna give you you know, issue you a, a new order or he forgot to put it on paper. I guess he forgot to put it down on paper. Could you just have him go and write me one up? If you don't see one in the file, could you have one written up for me, please? Thanks. And look at it this way, Dave. Who cares if the judge signs it? Who cares if Scott signs it? Who cares who signs it? Somebody's going right. to sign something. Yeah, just, just write the order, sign it. I don't care who signs it. Just write the order, put a signature on it, we're good to go. I'll be in full compliance with your order. Just write it out. Sign it. Because that's a written confession. A signed written confession. Some prosecutors might not figure out exactly what's going on right away, but that judge will. You're ordering that judge to put his order in, in, in writing and sign it? That he's not allowing you to file paperwork into the court? Holy shit. going to hate when you call that bluff. Sounds like bias to me. That's flat-out interference. That's a, if that's a signed confession. If he writes on paper that you are not allowed to to file any documents in the court, that's huge. You'd never do it. Yeah, that's a good point. But they would never sign it. That's like getting a leprechaun to show you where the end of the rainbow is. If he's foolish enough to do it, yes. But I, I, I'm not, I would like to see it happen. Well, the way I see it, you got a better chance of finding a unicorn than a copy of that written order. There's no such order. Yep. So then, In a rainbow. A absent, unicorn absent any written order to not file, I should be able to file. Let's see, how, how bad is that going to look now? Because there is no order. They can't say there is an order. So I guess they have to admit that there isn't an order. Oops, our mistake. How are they going to get around it now?
That's probably why he started shaking. Probably. His wheels were turning. Holy shit, there's a man here. What do I do now? I just bullshitted him like crazy. Now what? Better get the cops here. All else fails. Intimidate them. Get them out of here. Yep. Another thing, too, is that you can be the really swell, nice guy. You can lean up to them and say, you know, I can forget about your trespasses if you just start accepting paperwork. And the judge would have his ass. (laughs) But that's not my problem. You know, sometimes when you know when when they're cornered, you know, they're going to fight to the death. But if you leave them an escape route, they'd rather run. So, you know, give them an escape. You want paper files. You don't want you don't want to sue the clerk. You you want you want to be able to go and file a whole bunch of claims. You should be yeah, best guess. friends. Yeah, that's, a different, that's a different side of the court, though. I, I don't you, I don't want to file any claims in that court. I just want to file notices into into that side. That's their municipal, statutory, provincial court. The, the other side. Well, you already with, have. You have all the evidence you need to file a claim. And you had that a while ago, before you even sent your first letter. And you can get more and more evidence as you go. Yeah. Yeah, like you guys say, they just keep digging themselves deeper and deeper and deeper. No, you've, yeah. you've, got, you've got the water tests, you've got witnesses, you've got the, now you've got the paperwork and the court file. You've got everything you need. For, you've got all your exhibits, and you got a claim. And a witness. And a witness. It's just like, I don't understand. Did you want this to go away, or are you looking to make 500 bucks? I don't know what your what your goal is. My, my priority number one is to get a, a claim filed. And once you've got a claim filed with a number, then you, you make a copy of it, and then you put it into their case. Mm-hmm. And then when their shit disappears, you could dismiss your claim. At least their shit is gone. Technically, they still got to answer you, but yeah, here's did you just thing. wanted this to go away, or did you actually want to freaking be vindictive? As far as you I'm mean, concerned, you you're I? still doing business. Yeah. I I I would I just wish to wish it to go away. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not. Uh, I just want to be let alone. Like you know what? Just just back off and and look. Don't you realize that they have no? There is no injured party. There is no. Uh, um, there is no yeah. Mrs. or Mr. Halliburton Corth of Pine Ridge that's going to come on the witness stand. But all they have is you as a defendant trying to put in paperwork into their case. Well, well they got. let's say my paperwork was a claim, was an actual claim number. I wouldn't be, as it stands now, they wouldn't accept that claim number. All right, here's, that, here's another question. Um, that, uh, that Minister of Health guy, he, he does business all over Ontario, doesn't he? Correct. Great, so he can be sued at any courthouse in all of Ontario. Yeah, that, that somebody had mentioned that to me. They said you should go to another courthouse. Yes. Here's, here's another thought, Dave. 
try and go to another courthouse, bring you all your, your paperwork that you want to file into the case, bring it to a different courthouse, and say, yeah, I'm running out of time. I, uh, I'm in a big hurry to get these filed. I had them with me. Can you just fax these over to the other courthouse for me? Thanks. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, yeah, no problem. Case number, yeah, okay, no, no, no big deal to us. Yeah, yep. we'll fax them right over for you. Yep, they'll get it stamped. They'll give you copies. Bam. Yeah, it's in. Fucking clever. Hey, that's a sweet idea, right at 4.30. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, listen, I need to get these paperwork filed because I'm about to leave the country for uh, the next six months. Could you please put this in the file? I'm going to be late for my flight. You know what I mean? You know, be creative. Do something. Yeah. That was, you know, that was I, I can't make it to the courthouse because, you know, I'm way over here in freaking uh, Windsor and I'm about to go... Uh, take a plane. You know, whatever. Whatever you got to do. Yeah, another good point. Made a note of that. Yeah, there's plenty of ways to skin the cat. You just got to, sometimes you got to think a little bit, that's all. Yeah, you just need to get something in there. Obviously, they're cock-blocking you like hell at this place. Uh, at this courthouse, they don't like you. They got the judge in their back pocket. So go to a different courthouse where they won't see you coming. You know, try to get your stuff all figured out, all nice and and, and correct, and walk in there like you freaking own the place. Say, you know, I need I need this and I need this and I need this. Thank you. Can I get copies, please? How much is that? Twenty bucks, thirty bucks? You know, for all the copies. Good points. Another option, anyway. Yep, yep, that's what, uh, that's what I need now, to did, know. Did you bring your notepad yesterday? Or was today, that today that yep, you went today, to file yep, Today. That was today? Did you bring a notepad? Uh, Another thing that really makes those clerks uh, nervous mm -hmm. is when they start talking to you and you start writing stuff down. Mm -hmm. You really want to get them nervous? Start mm -hmm. doing that. How do you spell that? Yeah. What's what's your name? What what's what's your last name? Hold on. You said this. Is that correct? You know, you said that there's an order by the do, do you know the judge's name per chance? Could you tell me? Please speak into my lapel. Yeah. So I can write this yeah. You really like seriously. I I got the look like freaking uh the deer caught in the freaking headlights from the clerk when I asked for her name and she gave me her first name and then I say oh thanks Charlene Charlene what's your last name and there's about three four seconds of silence and she left she went to probably went to go ask her her boss if she had to give me her last name mm -hmm. but that look on her face she's like oh my god I'm gonna get sued what the hell did I do Liability is a bitch. Yeah. Then after that, too, once the once the boss, once the boss's boss, the one who ran the courthouse, came up, 
He's like, uh, if you got paperwork to file, you just talk to me. You don't, you don't talk to anybody else. Basically, he was going to be the one accepting all paperwork from me at that point. Probably because I scared the shit out of the clerks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you know, if you know, you're confident enough to throw your weight around, and you give them that look, they're going to take you serious. Especially when you're being very, very calm, very confident, and very serious. Like you're not getting all flustered. There's nothing that that makes people more nervous is when they tell you no, and you are like, okay, all right. You know, confidence is scary. I had a CPS worker show up at my house one day for an interview, and I was super, super polite. Started talking to her for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden I whipped out a tape recorder and said, oh, I hope you don't mind if I record this so I don't have to uh, take notes by hand. And she went white as a ghost. She started stuttering. I think she shit her pants. <laughs> she went and called her boss, came back still white as a ghost, still stuttering, and said, I got to go. She left, and I got a letter in the mail four days later saying they closed the file. Uh-huh. Yeah. These people don't want to speak on the record. They don't want you taking their name and writing down notes. They don't like liability. Yeah. As soon as they see the shit hitting the fan, they scatter like cockroaches. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Well, I'm going to head out. i got to get up at 3 to hit to the city for... The shop, so I just wanted to uh, give my experience out there for somebody else if they can learn from it. And we got some good points. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, no problem. A little more to think about, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some more points to look at. Like you got it. Yeah, you just you just got to know, like you know, that's that's your freaking building, and uh, you're going in there to get something done. Or you're taking freaking names, or you're getting stuff in writing. Yeah, that's what the the witness I took with me. First thing he said when we got him back into the truck, he said, "I've never been thrown out of a public building before." <laughs> it's okay. Probably won't be his last if he follows you around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know, I'm, I'm pretty much, I know if I go in there and start stomping shit, too. I'm half expecting, like, we had some pretty crazy shit happen in this area with all the free men here. You know, we had them freaking uh, barricading the roads. My buddy had SWAT called to go pick up his dogs. And uh, they end up billing the uh, township $100,000 to go pick up his three dogs. And then they couldn't nail him with the bill. We had uh, uh, my buddy Troy. He was helping another guy in court. And uh, on the way to the courthouse, they had uh, cops all around. And uh, as soon as they saw his car drove by, they uh, they, they stopped him. They surrounded him. They pulled the freaking thing and they threw him in jail. Like, lots of crazy stuff happened in this area. Crazy, crazy stuff. The... Uh, 
I'm not sure about anybody knows about that uh, raw milk guy in Canada a couple of years back. Oh yeah, 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 Michael Schmidt. Yeah, yeah, he's he's local too. He's got a pretty, you know what? He's got a really really clean operation. I bet you it's cleaner than the professional guys. Everything's stainless steel. It's not some backwater operation. Like he does everything properly, right? He's got all the milk stored, uh, in you know, refrigerated, and everything is clean. Yeah, but the thing is, is that you know, quota is big business. So he fought for years and years to try to fix that. And how did it end up for him? Uh, I I think he lost. That's that's the problem with a lot of the free men in this area is that uh, we're we're not getting any wins. We're either defending or we're losing. So I think part of the trick to this game is no matter how many hoops they put in front of you, there's always a way to sneak between two of the hoops. It's finding a way around it. They're putting roadblocks or hoops in front of you. You just got to go between them. Interesting. Yeah, and then and that just comes from hearing different experiences from all the different people. And you yep. keep it in the back of your mind and you say, oh, yeah, I remember that happened to somebody. Okay, yeah, I've got to watch out for that. Or, oh, yeah, that's the same thing they're trying on this guy. Now this is how we got around that or how we dealt with that issue. It's like, kind of like pushing your buddy in front of you as you walk through the land the landmines. China, yeah. The first mouse, the second mouse story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the early bird that gets the worm, but it's the second mouse that gets the cheese. That's correct. Okay, guys. Nice talking to you, everybody. Have a good night. Take All right. Care. Good luck. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Poor guy. They're out to get them. I think this is part of the problem with uh, starting to file a claim while you're still learning or getting involved in some big court case while you're still learning because uh, I think the same kind of the kind of the same thing happened to Barbara where yeah. she was filing paperwork that wasn't too good and by the time she started getting her paperwork nice and tight they just had enough of her. Yep. That's why you got to catch them off guard with a good one right from the beginning. Yeah. And you kind of go out, you, you have to go in there half expecting that they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to interfere. They're going to trespass on the case, right? But it's written right in the Charter of Rights that any man who's got an issue can take it to a court of appropriate di- jurisdiction say anything about meeting any freaking uh, filling in any forms. It's ridiculous. So, um, technically, she's supposed to take everything that she gets. The Crown tells them to just, you know, block everything at the door. So, until you start making them sweat a little bit, um, 
they they got their own bag of tricks they're gonna they're gonna try to use. You know, they're gonna call. Uh, you know, they're gonna call the police and have you removed, right? Or they're just gonna flat out not take any of your paperwork, or cover yep. their ears. Yep. Yeah. You know, sometimes too, once you got everything in place, say you got your notice uh, from the uh, attorney general, you got your letter sent. You try to work things out with the clerk. Um, at that point, you just present her with all the evidence. And maybe it would be beneficial for you to get arrested, too. Because that's another thing on the record. Sometimes you're going to have to stand your ground. You don't want to get arrested, but... Uh, more on the record. More on the record. More interferes. Look what happened to uh, what happened to the call stop. Nope. Okay. Sorry, it went it went really quiet. I didn't hear the fuzz anymore. But uh, you know, if you talk about Jesse and Jonathan, as soon as that there was something on the record that there was a uh, a robbery was reported, and the judge had to uh, take note of the robbery, all the people that were interfering, all the affidavits from cops, psychiatrists, from you know, lawyers, and all this stuff, everything just disappeared. So sometimes it doesn't matter how thick the file is, until you get something in the, you know, get something in there. It's just, it's just all going to go away. Well, that's even like uh, Thomas, TJ there. He uh, he went into their court, no paperwork, and just talked his way through being a man. And they were kind of ignoring him. He was being polite and just moved on. He'd say something else, they would ignore him. He just moved on. And then right near the end, all he said to them was, uh, well, how about I put everything in writing? Maybe then you guys will understand what I'm saying. And then the judge was like, uh, uh, recess or uh, whatever, adjournment or continuance or whatever. Like as soon as he said, how about I put it in writing so everybody here can understand what I'm saying, the judge called it. Yep. And then he went back to court for his next appearance, and it was gone. They dropped him. He just threatened to put it on the record. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Nothing. What's up with you? So, I just got home from work. Yeah, we're just talking shop. Yes. A lot of people having the same issues. Getting their case filed? Getting anything filed. Anything filed, huh? Wow. 
There's only been a few, huh? It's enough. It's hard too. Like even the ones that Carl walked through, they it's so easy to screw it up. If you don't know exactly what to do, you know, you got to take everything kind of literally. When we literally tell you to do something, you got to literally do it. Like it's not it's not open for interpretation. Everything's got a purpose. Yeah, it sucks always trying to scramble and figure out the next step and then do that step and then try and figure out the next step and then do that step. It always sucks being behind and trying to catch up. Anybody else to have any questions tonight or I know we could probably all just, you know talk about uh reptoids and FEMA camps, but uh Reptoid and tennis. Huh? Reptoid and tennis. Yeah. Man, I stopped watching T V and I don't see anything anymore about aliens and reptoids and Nothing. I stopped watching David Icke. I don't see any more of that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. We talk about chemtrails in Monsanto. If you guys want to kick around the uh, the uh, notices that we are serving the courts, I can uh, tell you my experience today if you want. Yeah, sure. Well, I was uh, I'm James twenty six twenty six by the way. So uh, I took my notices in that uh, Mike and I had worked on last night or earlier this morning. Took them into court. I had a notice for a continuance and a notice uh, for discovery, and. Uh, I believe my court was set for 8.15 in the morning. However, the uh, state's attorney's office doesn't open until 8.30. And I remember Mike was saying, hey, don't go in there unless you have these things stamped. So I'm like, you know what, I just got to go for it. So I'm like, I just, uh, you know, I stayed with the state attorney's office until I could get that stuff in there and filed. And so I I didn't go to court right away. Uh, I figured hopefully that uh, I can let the time pass a little bit and, and get away with it without having my name called and having a warrant um, put out for me. So I uh, sat around the state's attorney's office until they came in and got settled down. And I had all my copies. I had, um, I think, four copies of each notice and uh, presented them to her. And she looked at it and she goes, what's this? And I, you know, asked her, you know, it's all written right there. Go ahead and read it. And so she reads it and she goes, oh, well, you know, I I can't uh, take these. And uh, 
said, well, sure you can. I, because well, we only take, because um, Mike had said he wanted a, uh, two stamps on every one. And uh, she says, I'm only going to stamp one, and, uh, you know, that's it. And uh, so anyway, um, you know, she was handing them back to me, and she goes, just show, just give me the one that yeah, you want hang on a second. file. Hang on a second, though. Can I interrupt? Can I tell you why? Okay. Yeah. Okay. The first stamp comes from the file itself that it's been filed from the mm-hmm. clerk, the mm-hmm. office of the clerk. This is what I did. I go there, and then I take that up to the the state's attorney's office and drop it off there, and they stamp the second stamp that it's been given to them. And it goes huh? to the whoever, mm-hmm. you know, it goes. Right, whoever's crossing in the case. Well, yeah, it'll it'll get handed to a certain person, and then that person will give it to another one, and it'll be at the right, right. hand. Right. That's kind of weird. You do it backwards. Yeah, we did it backwards. We we do it but, differently here. We got to no, serve no, the we, other side before we can file it. Yeah, well, yeah, we, that that's what he see what what you were supposed to do. It's not a big deal, I don't think, but what you were supposed to do is take the notice into the prosecutor's office, get his secretary to stamp it, received or time stamp it, take a copy of it and put a copy in the file. Then you take Uh, that copy you have with the stamp on it and you photocopy that one. And then you bring one copy into the filing office and you get that clerk to stamp it because she sees that it's already been received by the other side, by the stamp. So then she stamps the file to the case. You're talking about putting it into their case right now, right? That's when you go down and put it into their case. The fact that you gave it to the attorney does not mean you put it in their case yet. No. You get you get you get the attorney you get the prosecutor's secretary to stamp it and file it into the case and you get a copy of it with the stamp. Then you go to the clerk's office and you get her to stamp it and file it into the case. So now the prosecutor may have put one into the file, may not have. But now the clerk will accept it because she sees the stamp that the prosecutor's already received it. So since the other side that already served, she will file without even blinking. And now you'll have a copy that in the file with two stamps, one from okay. the prosecutor, one from the clerk. And the reason why it's important, too, is that um, either or could have a copy of the case file. Right? When you're dealing with traffic court here in Ontario... That that case file is sitting with the uh, the crown attorney. He's yes. got the whole file with him. And you know, the, when you're dealing with like a if you're dealing with like a civil case or something like that, the file is going to be with the clerk in the cabinet. Not necessarily, because the day of court, your file is going to be in chambers, sitting on the judge's desk, waiting for court. Yeah, usually two, three yeah, days yeah. before court, which is why you get the, which is why you get the prosecutor's secretary to stamp it and put it in the case, because when you go to the office, you're probably going to get it stamped but not filed because she doesn't have her copy of the file. 
The other reason for going to the prosecutor first is because the clerk will file it seeing that the other side's already been properly served. That's your proof of service. They received it. I never did that. I always did it the clerk first. Yeah, I don't know why that's weird. It's backwards to me. But either way, it didn't work for me when I was because I went to the uh, state state attorney's office first, where the prosecutor is located, and uh, tried to get the secretary to uh, you know, stamp it for me, and she wouldn't take it. She made a couple phone calls and said no, you know, and she tried to pass it back, and I said, well, uh, I require you to file it on demand. And she says, uh, no, I can't do that. And she pushed it through the window, and I just, I said, I got to go. And I and I walked out and left it uh, sitting, on, you know, in the slider window. <laughs> so I, she, I uh, yeah, she's your, she's the attorney for the other side. That's the whole, mm-hmm. if they're the attorneys for the other side. That's like, um, would you call her a public servant, Mike? I mean, yeah, but not. Well, yeah, she is. But see, the thing is, is you yeah. creeped her out. You showed up with four copies of the same notice and demanded her to stamp all four copies. She was like, what the fuck is this? What is this guy talking about? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of weird. You'll get a copy at the end from the last filing when you put it in the case. You'll get a copy from her. You probably have to pay her like a dollar. And she'll photocopy it and give it to you. And you just you just take it to the prosecutor's secretary and say, "Can you stamp this? Take a copy of it and file the copy into the case file." And she'll say, "Yeah, no problem." Hmm. Well, that didn't happen. This this is for Bob. Can you make sure he gets this right away? I got court in a few minutes. He's got to hmm. get this. Can you stamp and put it in the file? And she'll do it. We bring four copies of the same notice. Tell her to, to timestamp four copies. She's going to be like, what's going on here? This is weird. The red flag. She's I didn't read. Now it's handwritten. That's going to creep her out even more. She probably said, no no way am I dealing with this. I don't know what this guy's trying to pull. Well, when I ended up, go- I ended up going back to court. And uh, when I was in there, um, I had, um, uh, had asked for, you know, they had a, it was a, a tremendous show. Let me tell you, I got to say that first and foremost, walking in there was just uh, awe-inspiring. You wouldn't. There must have been fifty attorneys in there. I mean, just the place was packed with suits, and these guys, you know, because they had taken on cases, and there it was a pretrial. So these guys are, you know, fighting, uh, you know, trying to set their position so they can get up there and get out of there right away. They're all like, they must have like a hierarchy. These guys. And so they're all fighting, you know, saying, I got this case, this case, this case. And they'd run through and everybody's asking for continuances, out, you know, for like a, a month away or whatever. And she's granting them. And, and as it's going on, um, the judge says, I can't give you that uh, continuance. You know, you're going to backlog, you know, the case of the trials um, at that date. I need, you need to uh, do it earlier. So then the uh, second tier, you know, gets some maybe continuance two weeks out. And then at the very last are those that do not have an attorney which would be me. And so there's like, you know, probably four or five of us uh, left in the courtroom and she just throws the book at us and no continuous, no continuous. You're going to trial. You know, you need to get an attorney. And she's like just forcing you uh, to get one. You know, she says, uh, I would consider a continuance if you get a lawyer or if you get an attorney, you got five attorneys here waiting for you right now. Go talk to them. And I said, you know, I, I can't afford it. He goes, um, 
then another guy had said, um, well, you can get a, a public defender. And she says, um, uh, she made the comment, uh, if you own a house, you can't get a public defender. You have to have a lawyer. And so a public defender is like 50 bucks, but a lawyer is like 2,500 bucks. <laughs> so I'm like, they just want 2,500 bucks just to take on your case. That, that's no guarantee they're going to win or anything. That's just to take it on and, and fight it for you. And I'm like, what the hell? This is such a con job. So, um, you know, they had me out in the hallway talking to these guys and explaining my case. And they say, oh, we can get this suppressed. And, we, you know, this guy here, you know, the cop on his affidavit, he uh, notarized his own statement. You, you can't do that. We, we can get this uh, final motion, get this suppressed or whatever he said, something like that. And, you know, he's like, yeah, I can take this on. This is a, uh, we, can, we can do something with this. And, you know, trying to sell me. And so they took me back up there in front of the judge and I asked, you know, about the continuance and she said no. And then I uh, asked about the uh, notice for discovery and she said she denied it as well. And so I'm like, well, why? I don't understand, you know, and I'm like, and she goes, you can pout all you want, you know. Um, you, it's, she said something like, it's not done right. Uh, you, you don't file a notice. It's a demand. And I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you for the, uh, you know, the little tidbit of knowledge here. She's probably trying to feed me. So uh, anyway, I just uh, took that, you know, I'm like, and I tried talking. I'm like, tried talking to the uh, uh, prosecutor. I wanted to, um, I just want to talk to him. And uh, they, won't, they won't let me talk to him. The judge stopped me. The bailiff comes over and stops me. You can't talk to him. You go talk to your attorney. <laughs> and, and they said, only an attorney can talk to him. And, and then afterward, you know, I'm trying to wait for him. I said, well, can I talk to you in private? He says, no, I can't talk to you in private. I can only talk to you in the public. I can only talk to you on and for the record. And, and the judge has to be present. And I'm like, damn, can't we just work this out privately? Can't we? And no. Nope. And I'm like, it was just very... It's a, a big learning experience. Um, I don't even know the guy's name. I, I mean, I've been going through this for a couple of months now, going through this, you know, the arraignment and the process and everything, and they will not identify themselves. It, no prosecutor has never, ever given me their name. I don't know who they are. I don't, I don't know anything. And so right I won't to give... his boss. What's that? So right to his boss. Right. I, I uh, was uh, considering doing that just uh um, you know, because whatever, whatever orders, or I, I also heard, I'm not sure if it was Carl or not, but somebody said that um, uh, the attorneys can't uh, give orders. They can only give recommendations, and only a judge can give orders. I had heard that somewhere. So I'm like wondering, oh, so then that means I can't charge the prosecutor for for moving the case, or you know, I, I guess I have to go ask, I can't go after the state's attorney, even you know, their boss. I've got to go after. You can't go suing anybody. You don't even know how to get the guy's name. I'm not going to sue anybody. What I'm saying is, you know, in commerce, it's all the same. If somebody orders something, you know, you present them a bill, a bill of particulars. So, Well, the you, prosecutor proposed the order. The judge granted it. You can send right. it to me. So I can send it to the judge. Have you let right? him know your name? Have you let him oh, know yeah. who you are yet? Oh, yeah. On paper. On paper, <laughs> I believe I have in my notice. I, I notice. Have, uh, Did your notice get filed? I have no idea. Didn't it? Doesn't this, this, was, this was a notice like a month ago. It may not exist. I, I know I put it in there though. You put it in I where? I I mailed it out. To who? 
Hang on, I'm going to go get it. No, no, no. Don't go get it. Who did you mail it to? Um, I know I mailed it to the police officer, I believe. It's not in the file. I may. Doesn't it go nope. to the court case and he forwards it to the attorney? Maybe, maybe not. Nope. Doubtful. It was my um, original contact. It was the original contact I had. So that was um, the police officer. Um, if you don't been, go to court. If you don't go to court and file it into the file or mail it in with instructions mm-hmm. to file it, it, you didn't file it. Okay. Okay. That's good. So there's hey, nothing on the record. They have absolutely Can nothing on the record. Therefore, you had no business opening your mouth at all. You're just a punching bag in there. Mm-hmm. You had nothing. Yeah, nothing, they nothing. Yeah, but they had to have – like, I'm thinking that they had to have this and read this. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe not. I mean – you have no voice. It's a two-dimensional court. You had nothing mm-hmm. on paper. You don't exist. You got no voice in there. No paper, no voice. Is this traffic? Uh, traffic and DUI, yes. So it's a combination. Um, combination. They got like two separate cases. I think I remember, remember listening to you on Mike's call one time. All right, I recognize your voice yeah. now. Um, yeah, I think I told the whole story, I think, back on yeah. December 27th. I think we spent like uh, three hours talking about my case yeah. and my I remember. situation after that. Dude, I, and I got here's a funny thing. I mean, it's not funny, but I've I got a job interview lined up, and, uh, you know, and it's regarding, I mean, part of the job, it's a, as an estate manager. So as an estate manager, part of the duties is uh, being a chauffeur. And so I need a driver's license. And if this goes down, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, I'll never be able to get a job doing this again. I can't, I can't get any work. I'm going to be out. This is a, I mean, my whole life, everything is on the line right here. And I'm like, and they they want me to come up for a, uh, uh, you know, a temporary assignment to, uh, you know, see how it all works out. And, you know, I got this hanging over my head. I need this to go away. I need to win. I mean, I, my livelihood's on the line. This is a, I don't know. It's very stressful for me right now. You know, twenty five hundred dollars just to uh, just to get an attorney, and there's no guarantee I'm going to even win. I'm like, that's that's ridiculous. Well, hey, if you, I got it. I got a thought, and mm-hmm. even if you, they, you know, they find you guilty or whatever, mm-hmm. is this the first one? Oh yeah, I don't see. That's the whole thing. The whole thing is, I will. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, I remember. Okay. Like, what do you think of, you, after it goes on your record, couldn't you have it removed? Because it's harming a man. You remember that, Mike? Right now, my thoughts, I don't know, uh, since he's not talking, I was like thinking, right now I think of my thoughts were I need to get a um, a notice out there and I need to get um, a fee schedule uh, recorded and, uh, you know, I need to start uh, start billing these people for the orders that they gave. Like I said, I think uh, the cop that... Uh, pulled me over. I had him for 14 different orders and his buddy, I got two separate orders 
when they ended up taking me to jail, there's, you know, 60 or 70 orders in there. Um, you know, and, and they won't, and the funny thing is that at the jail, they won't give me photos of the people. They won't give me any names. They won't give me any information. Um, you know, they said, you need to talk to human resources. And, uh, you know, then it, they won't, uh, they don't provide information. They they don't do want you think, uh, anything to do with it. What do you think bills are going to do? For one, uh, who are you going to bill? You don't have anybody's name. I got the officer's name, the uh, arresting officer's name. And what do you think? What do you think handing out all these bills is going to do? It'll put the fear of God in them. No, it won't. They're laughing at you. You have no clue what you're doing, and they know it. They're kicking you around like crazy. And you're going to fire out all these bills, piss them off. They're going to know that you can't collect. And they're just going to stomp you twice as hard. How can they stop me twice as hard as they already are? I mean. The guy, the guy, the prosecutor, not the prosecutor, the uh, The thing is, you have nothing, absolutely nothing filed. All this time, Mm -hmm. you've got nothing filed. You went in there, and they just kicked you around like crazy. They're not scared of you. If you hand them bills, you're not going to be putting the fear of God into anyone. All you are is a punching bag in there. They're laughing. There's nothing you can do because you got nothing in there. That's what Sending out bills is not going to help you. It's going to make it worse. You don't know how to collect on the bills. You don't know how to follow through. It's an idle threat, and they know it. They can see right through your shit. I guess the only thing I was... I'm just saying that uh, the last time I went through the something, you know, for a parking ticket, it uh, it, it worked. I uh, had put that uh, notice of understanding and intent and a claim of right and uh, filed it to... 29 different people, uh, all the way from the uh, governors all the way down to the judges. And so when, um, you know, they treated me just like they are right now. They treated the same way in the court, um, went through the whole process. And uh, immediately, as soon as I said, um, is this an adjudication process? And the judge says, yes, yes, it is. All right. I said, is it, uh, is it an adjudication process a trial? And uh, I, he says, yes, yes, it is. And I said, aha. And I said, on the record and for the record, and I started reading my um, fee schedule into the record, and he pushes his chair away from the desk, and he stands up, and he starts pacing back and forth. He goes, no, 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 don't, 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 don't do that, don't do that. And you could see he's visibly shaking back and forth. He walks back and forth like six, seven times, and he was, there was scared shitless. And so then he calls the prosecutor up, and they start whispering back and forth, talking this legal jargon. I didn't know what they were saying. And... Uh, he says, you know, why are you doing this? We just want to go home. You know, this, you know, we they dropped the case. They, they, uh, you know, uh, let it go. I won. And he says, you win. You win. You know, we just, we just want to go home. So he went from being a bully, just like they are right now, all the way through. But when I read my fee schedule into the record, he, I mean, just like a snap of a finger, he turned, and you could see him physically shaking. And uh, so I, I know something happened there. And so. You know, whether I have the ability to collect on it, that's not my point. My point is I, I just want it to go away. So if I, what, what do I have to do to make that happen? So I'm thinking, you know, that $10 parking ticket that, you know, must have given me some knowledge to, you know, see about how it works. It may not be Carl's way or how he does it. Maybe it's not the common law way, but, uh, you know, it worked. Um, I know you said you didn't believe me, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, it happened. That's, that's the way it went down, 
And so I'm thinking if I do the same thing, um, you know, it may have the same effect. Maybe I'll have to, you know, present the bill of particulars to the to the cop because I I, I had heard um, when I had um, spoken to the office at the uh, police station, the uh, secretary or the deputy clerk, I guess is what it was, uh, the, uh, I guess his boss got on the phone and he says, all information provided to this office shall be forwarded to the state's attorney's office or whatever it is. So he's telling me, whatever you send to us, we're sending it to the state's attorney's office. So whatever, we don't care. So I'm thinking if I send the bills, right, the charges for whatever he ordered, to that cop as a man, all right, they're just going to take that and they're going to forward it to the state's attorney's office. And so, boom, it's going to get into the file whether they want it or not. And now they're going to have a bill of particulars for $15,000. And I'm hoping maybe that would... Uh, what, makes you, go ahead. I mean, what makes you think because you're mailing it to the state's attorney's office that it's going into the file? I, I don't. I even know that it's being forwarded. Even, they forward it to the state's attorney's office. No, that doesn't, office. Mean it, that doesn't mean it's huh? going into the file. It doesn't mean it's going into the pile. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I'm not yeah. trying to. I'm not trying to tell you what's happening. I'm just. You know, these are my thoughts or my beliefs. So if you, if you have experience and know otherwise, then I'm. I'm fine with that. I'm. I'm learning. So. <clears throat> so that's what hey, my thoughts were. That's what my uh-huh. my idea was. I just. I. You know, what can I do to make this go away? You know, and I tried to go into. Uh, Filed a claim, and like I said, the, I think I explained that in a different call that uh, you know the lady, you know, accepted, and it was it was crazy. And I don't have four hundred dollars to file a claim. You know, they they said you need to get an attorney to uh, file the claim. Um, they don't have they only have like small claims for something up to like fifteen hundred dollars or whatever it was. And if you need uh, the other forms, uh, you'll need to go to an attorney's office, and they would have the forms on how to do that. Like if you have a claim that's higher than a certain dollar amount, because I think at the time my uh, claim was for twenty-five thousand dollars or something like that. So, you know, and it would be a different court. And I'm like, how do you how do you file that? And what's the price for that? And you know, I'm figuring it's like got to be four hundred dollars or more. And I'm like, I don't have four hundred dollars for that. I'm like, if I had four hundred dollars, I mean, I'd have done it in a heartbeat. And, but I don't hey, have that. Can I jump? Can I jump in here? Um, can I ask who is this talking right now? This is James twenty six twenty six. James, okay, thanks, James. Uh, so you have a notice of understanding and ten claim of right filed. Um, my understanding is that that was I, I did that uh, five years ago up in New York. Right. I do not. I but, do not have that currently filed here in Florida. I'm in Florida right now. You you filed it first time where? In New York. New York. Now the thing is that. There is a government entity that has been noticed. It has not been refuted. Therefore, mm-hmm. it is cured. It is now a, a fully cured claim of right. Mm-hmm. And basically, you can. You, uh, that's what I'm kind of trying to do right now in my case. Is I have uh, a notice of understanding intent filed in my case that I just finished losing. But the mm-hmm. thing is, the, the notice has not been refuted and is therefore now cured because I gave him 14 mm-hmm. days to refute it. Mm-hmm. And it includes a fee schedule. And yep. so w- once you n- understand how to enforce your already uh, so, uh, filed claim of right, mm-hmm. there's going to be no no stopping you. And you'll understand that y- you will come up, like here it's only about $240 to file a claim. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, basically once you understand what you're doing, you're going to collect. And and then whatever claim you file, you're going to get it back and whatever you're claiming. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's, I think, what you're what your ticket is here. Once I heard you say you have that filed in a previous case, you've Mm -hmm. basically noticed the government already. It's on file. Um, In Canada, we have something called the Canada Gazette. And so when the government passes a law, it has to uh, publish it in that gazette. It's the same thing with individuals. Once we have our law and our belief, we have what's called color of right, where Mm -hmm. we believe this is our right. And unless they dispute it, uh, you you publish that claim of right, and if it goes undisputed, it becomes law. It becomes your law, and it completely supersedes all other codes, acts, and statutes. Oh wow! But see, okay, my that was back in the day when you know it was a ten dollar parking ticket, and uh, I didn't think that that was going to hold any weight if I you know charged a you know ABC fee. So I I was pretty. Uh, uh, the the fee was pretty high. I think I had told Mike it was like uh, six thousand dollars an hour if I was arrested, detained, or put in front of a uh, trial or anything like that. Uh, it, it, like I said, the fee is pretty high. And so when I was like calculating that for this case, I mean the numbers were just astronomical. And I'm like, holy cow, this is. A, and he was Michael saying that's ridiculous. You can't charge that kind of fee. And uh, so I'm like, I was. I'm trying to be, you know fair, so I, I uh, tried to lower it, you know, on my current updated um, notice, but it sounds like what you're saying is just stick to your guns, and, uh, you know, because to me, it's not about collecting. I'm not, like, looking to, to get, you know, $100,000. I could care less about the money. I want this to go away. I want it. I just, yeah. you know you just, what I'm saying? You just got to learn, James, you just got to learn how to enforce it. Now, uh, okay. can we hook up on Skype? Because we're obviously taking the, taking the, uh, the same approach. Can you, uh, do you want to? I'm, uh, I'm on there right now. I'm 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 on there. I, I'm talking to you, but I still have my Skype groups open. I'm okay. in. I'll Palman send you a request. Okay, I'm in Palman Law right now, and uh, mm-hmm. and I think I've got Mike has set me up with um, the uh, writings um, group. You know, um, writings group and Carl, another one. Carl is excellent at, at helping getting people out of trouble once they're in trouble. But there are, you know, and that's great. We need that. But we also need ways to keep ourselves from getting in trouble in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, and a combination of what Carl's doing with, you know, the methods we're trying is, is exactly what we need to just, you know, govern ourselves. And once enough of us govern ourselves, the, the whole, the, the, the old government will become obsolete. Mm-hmm. And will just be irrelevant. That's what we need to do. Totally peacefully. Okay, thank you. That's all I wanted. Okay. So you, I think what you're saying is I could actually take my old existing notice that has already set a precedence and and uh, I don't need to re-notice anything, do I? I just need to uh, oh, yeah. file, yeah, file you, a claim. So yeah, I well, file a claim and put that in my claim as, a, as my um, schedule or my standing, whatever my standing is, and then start the, uh, the uh, billing process or, you know, the uh, fulfilling the orders. I'm not seeing you in the common law group. It's James what? Uh, I think in there it's James.Newman. Okay, you're James Newman. Yeah. 
Okay, sent. So yeah, you do need to keep filing. Get get your notices filed. Get your uh, get your laws known, and then you're basically going to be untouchable. To be able to live your life the way you want, just don't break, the, keep the peace. Mm-hmm. You know, don't trespass on anybody, and nobody can touch you. It's that simple. More and more people are doing this, and uh, you know, they what they do is they, you know, say you're traveling safely, but it just happens to be a little bit faster than the posted limit. And mm-hmm. so the cop pulls up behind you, and you stop. You always stop. <laughs> we have no choice but to stop, or they will kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. stop. They they sit there with their lights on for about a minute and a half. After about two minutes, they sh- the cops shut off their lights and drive off. Because you you will. Oh, that's your experience. Be- Sorry. That's your experience. What happens when they look your information up and find out who you are and and. Uh- that's what happened. That's the experience of not myself, no, but many that I know aren't lying. That's okay. well, John. John Little is one. Mm-hmm. That's he's the one who told me that story. But that's what's happening to him and the people he's helping. As long as you're operating a vehicle safely, then it's nobody's business how much you had to drink. You know, uh, like I'm not saying drink a drive. I mean, everybody says, oh, drinking and driving is illegal. No. Driving drunk is illegal, but drinking and driving isn't even illegal. People say, you shouldn't drink and drive. Well, who are you to tell me that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you get what's called a uh, do not detain list. Once you're on that do not detain list, they don't want to touch you. Because they know everything they do to you just bounces right off and blows up in their face. And all of a sudden, they're liable for everything they try to tag you with. Now, is that that a Canadian thing or is that uh, a U.S. thing? That's a common law thing. Oh, any okay. common law jurisdiction. So they have so they so that all all officers um have a what is known as a do not detain list? Well, I mean it'll be called different oh. things in different areas. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I heard that uh somewhere before, but uh, I didn't know that uh you know, it actually existed. I think uh, you know, about a decade ago, maybe fifteen years ago I'd heard I don't know who it was. One, some elite. Um, I want to say it was like a, a Rockefeller or somebody was saying um, that they were. Uh, they have a code for it. It was called Special K or something like that, which is kind of like a do not detain list, and basically it gives them, you know, free reign to, uh, to uh, you know, do whatever they want as long as they do not uh, harm another man or you know, damage anything. Or you know be irresponsible to engage in risky right. behavior, mm-hmm. like driving insanely fast or, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. even less than the speed limit is is appropriate. You have to govern yourself and prove. You have to live your entire life that you're capable of governing yourself. And then it's just, beyond that, it's just a matter of noticing the government that you're taking back responsibility for your own behavior and you're not asking for any more limited liability Mm-hmm. And therefore, you waive all benefits. So, what do you think? Uh, I mean, my court date is set for a week from today. So, I mean, I, I got uh, on my trial. I should say not a court date. It's, it's a criminal appearance order for a jury trial, and I got two different um, cases. Well, have you talked with uh, Mike and, and our friends here about uh, voiding orders? Would, would that be helpful? 
about voiding orders? Yeah. Is the void orders group? Yes, uh, I think I had requested that uh, group just today. Um, So you're thinking that I should void both of these orders here? Well, you know what I think is uh, what we need is we need bullets in our gun, you know, proverbial bullets in our proverbial gun. And you put as many bullets as you can get in that gun. You know, one gets deflected, you got another one but right behind it. Just like Mike mm-hmm. says, hammer at them. Don't stop. Do everything you can. Mm-hmm. But with, you know, civility and, and love, basically. I think what happens with me is I just get so overwhelmed with so much information. I've got so many documents and so many, so much paper written up. I've got all, all these different things written. They're just scattered all over the house and there's just no structure because, you know, you get the information from all these places. I'm writing everything down. All these, I got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of notes and then you got to go through and try to clean it up and try to organize it. And, you know, you just get so overwhelmed, um, you know, listening to different people and, so much information, um, trying to pick out tidbits here and there. And usually what happens is, uh, you know, you you start acting like a deer in the headlights. You, you're just like, oh, my God, and you freeze up and you lock up. I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I, I'm so um, detail-oriented and structured to me. It's so important to have, like, a, an outline and to go from, you know, uh, heading, you know, number one, sub A, B, C, you know, sub one, two, three, and then go to two, and then, you know, two, A, B, C. And, you know, just like you create an outline, you would do that in school. Um, That's the way I, I, you know, structure most of my life. I try to, uh, you know, create some type of order and organization to it. Um, You know, if you were in my house, you would think, for the most part, you would think I was in the military, the way I have everything. It's so neat and clean and orderly here, but as far as my paperwork, that is like a clusterfuck. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like, I can't get that organized yet. And, and, you know, because I have all this information coming in and these new processes and I'm, you know, battling between this whole notice of understanding intent and claim of right versus Carl's common law. You know, I had experience with my, my situation, you know, five years ago that worked. And then this one here, you know, Carl, obviously Carl's, you know, stuff works, you know, and so, but, this isn't something to play around with for the first time. I've never filed a claim before, you know, and you have to do it right. If you don't do it right, you know, it's not going to work, you know, you know, putting in orders and requiring, um, you know, um, you know, people to do uh, certain things. And it's just uh, it's very overwhelming, you know, for someone who has not done it before, it would be something that it would be perfect to try on a $10 parking ticket or maybe, a, you know, just running a stop sign or something like that where you don't have much to lose, but, my livelihood at stake here, and I, I need you know something that's going to be substantial, that's going to be effective. I need it now. Well, you said that uh, the claim of right worked, right? Yes. Okay, so why didn't you try that again? Uh, because I'm in this group here, and and uh, you know the people I talked to said I never heard of it, doesn't make any sense, and you know just stand up and be a man and and uh, file your common law claim, and so. Like I said, I'm all my brain's a clusterfuck right now. So have, have you uh, served all your notices? You probably went through this already. I apologize if you're repeating. That's okay. Have I served all my notices? No. Yeah, before you claim put a claim on anybody, you have to notice them, right? And Correct. anybody, please jump in if I'm wrong. I haven't I haven't uh, noticed anyone yet. Then. 
Okay, well, uh, you know, that. Wh- when did this start? When did this first occur? December 27th. Right. And so, uh, and when did you start listening uh, to Carl and working with him? Oh, I've been, I've been listening to him for years, actually. Way back, um, I think I came across uh, the Gordon Hall thing, and I I absolutely loved him, his uh, his uh, conflict that he had with Gordon, and he got him all flustered and stuff. And so that's when I went over to Carl and started listening to him. So I would say whatever date that was that, that took place where he uh, had his uh, run-in with uh, Gordon Hall, that was, I think, where... I was introduced to Carl, and I've been listening to him ever since that date. Right. So what I did wrong myself was I got due notice in. Mm-hmm. I was able to go to the office where the Crown Prosecutors worked, which you call District Attorney. And they were more than happy to accept my notice and uh, stamp both copies, so I had proof of service. Um, and so I properly noticed them. Then I took out a claim uh, against them. And uh, basically what they did was they hired their own attorneys and they went to the court master and had my claim struck out with, wow. no leave to, with no leave to amend. Now, I did a few things wrong. First of all, I needed to, to notice and file a claim against the, the police who actually did the, the, the trespass and robbery of my equipment. Okay. Those who are, who are who I needed to go after. And the other thing I did was, uh, well, I'm still kind of learning myself as to what I did wrong. I filed the original, I guess. Uh, I mean, I could have made another original of the claim itself. Mm-hmm. And But what I should have done was put copy on the, the, uh, on the documents that I filed at the court office. And... Um, Apparently, once you go after the officers, the officer himself who, who created the original controversy, mm-hmm. that's when they go into panic. And more often than not, once you've noticed the, the officer himself, they want to drop the case right there. You never have to go as far as filing a claim. Uh, what else I did wrong with that claim? I'm not sure. Uh, another thing, I had a little bit of trouble filing the claim because even though I used their format, I used my wording. So in their form, with their template, it said plaintiff uh, defendant, and I changed that. I took, I put in prosecutor wrongdoer. And they basically, the court clerk, yeah, she wouldn't accept it. It's wrong. And I got the supervisor to come and give me his name, and I got the clerk's name, and they all said, we're not taking this. Forget it. And then um, so I went back, and it's like we both compromised. I went back and changed it to the way they demanded. Still wasn't exactly what they wanted, but it was closer. And they basically took it without even looking at it. So I didn't even have to make those changes because the next time I came to file it, obviously I got through because they gave me a piece of paper to sign saying that I have filed this. I forget exactly what it said. I have filed this, uh, um, the way I worded it, and somehow they, they absolved themselves of liability. They put a little slip on there, a disclaimer of some kind. Oh. Uh, now, I've heard some and horror was the, stories. Was that the prosecutor's office, or was that the county clerk? That would be the uh, Queen's Bench uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, courthouse. Uh, well, Carl talks about Queen's Bench all the time, and I'm assuming okay. they do have a Queen's Bench there. 
It's never oh. referred to that, so I don't know. Nobody ever refers to uh, our courthouses as such. The I, actually oh. the uh, the bailiff was uh, walking out. He was going to lock the doors after I left, and he was talking to me, and uh, he had said that. Um, he was explaining how everybody is, um, you know, paid separately. He said, I get paid by the sheriff's office. He says the uh, attorneys, you know, they get paid by the state's attorney's office. And then he was talking about the um, this whole building here, everything that you see here, um, you know, inside the courtroom, outside the courtroom, the whole thing is what is known as the clerk of court, clerk of the court. He said, so everything, when you're inside this building, that is, you consider that to be the clerk of the court. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know why you're telling me this stuff, but that's, uh, you know, food for thought. I don't know. So, um, I don't know. I'm just saying, so I guess when you file stuff, uh, you need to file it with the uh, clerk of the court. Because that's, uh, that's that venue, that venue that you're in, or at, I should say, not in, but you're at. You're doing good. You caught yourself there. I'm still... Right, not quite that quick. Catch on this this lingo. Mm-hmm. We're retraining our language. It's uh, very arduous. When I was doing my um, notices for the uh, discovery for today, and the notice for um, continuance, I believe on there I had written, or one of my documents I had written, whatever was um, whatever the uh, paperwork that I got from the court, you know, and it'll say, you know, in the county court of, and it'll say in and for, you know, the location of it. And so, and I remember Mike saying, you can't do that. You're, you're giving away jurisdiction immediately. I'm thinking, I'm just going by what is written there. So, I mean, that's what they want. I'm just identifying, you know, the way they want it. So, um, uh, so I ended up taking those words off instead of, you know, in, I wrote at, and then I just took off the I go, what would I place, replace in and for, you know, the location? I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to take the whole thing off. So I just, I got rid of in and for. And I just said, uh, at the county court of the whatever judicial circuit uh, and then the location, you know, whatever county, Florida. Hmm. And uh, that... Like I said, it, it never worked regardless, no matter what I put on there. Um, they didn't accept it. And like I said, the judge said it must be a demand. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe I could consider uh, filing it, uh, filing a demand um, and to get the discovery. <clears throat> can I do it by paper? Can I do it by letter? Can I, can I file it by letter uh, without going there or do I have to go there in person? I think I have to go there in person, don't I? You can't. Wait a minute. I think they have something on their website that says you can actually do, you can actually request it in letter, but I think it takes like a week to get there, so I, I wouldn't be getting this information on time. Hmm. Anyway, it sounds, sounds like maybe um, since I'm under the gun, so hard here. Maybe I uh, I can't think of what other documents to uh, another. Um, do you think I should um, take the existing uh, paperwork that I have uh, the uh, notice of understanding and claim of right and uh, have it recorded 
in the uh, county courthouse. Can I do that? The other thing I can suggest is that you do some work on the New York area. If Do some work on it? What do you mean by that? Well, find out another way as to whether or not those documents are still on file. And that is your precedent. That's your... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know... Uh, I can tell you this from years ago. I'll just throw this out there. I, I remember I had checked, and they had actually assigned counsel uh, to to the case. And and it's like, uh, I don't know if it's pending. Uh, it says that it's pending or something like that. Um, because I think uh, what they were thinking that, uh, you know, there's a statute of limitations or something like that because there there's uh, an outstanding um, bill that, uh, you know, could be... Uh, or a claim that could be filed against the uh, state, you know, for what uh, that court case was. I think I was referring to the uh, $10 parking ticket. <clears throat> so I would have to look that stuff up again to see if it's still there. I don't recall, because I, I noticed the uh, chief of police, I noticed the uh, all the village, you know, Members of the village, trustees of the village. I I, I noticed the sheriffs. I noticed uh, uh, senators and congressmen. I noticed the uh, governor. I noticed uh, it's crazy. Yeah, you know all the people are all the different people. I noticed. Are you in the Skype group? Uh, yeah, I am, yeah. Okay. Let's see if I can sit down and take a look at that. And are you, are you Nick? Yeah. So there I just accepted you. And where is it that you're located? Winnipeg. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm also uh, correcting my status with the birth certificate and uh, claiming ownership of the bond. And so I'm in the process of that. So I thought we could uh, work together since we're, you know, mm-hmm. using multiple approaches here. Because that's what, what yeah. I think it, it, it'll it take is, you know, we got to do everything we can to try to, uh, you know, free ourselves from these bonds. Mm-hmm. I was actually considering uh, going that route. If it came to it as another bullet, I was going to ask uh, if... Uh, the judge could uh, identify whether or not uh, they were, um, if the uh, property in question is uh, being held in trust or something like that, just to get the uh, 
language going and then uh, try to get them to uh, find out if the um, if the state is uh, attempting to uh, take the position as beneficiary to that trust. I was uh, I was considering going down that road to see if I can get them to uh, admit that uh, they're attempting to claim beneficiary to the uh, uh, my name trust. And uh, I was going to uh, see if I can try to get through my dad, try to get a power of attorney as grantor over the trust and uh, have them removed and uh, place myself back as the beneficiary to the trust and then assign the judge as trustee to uh, settle the matter and have it discharged and compensate me for my time. Because <clears throat> I know I had, re- I had heard that from a retired judge at one time. It's uh you know, how you can do it. And I um, don't know, I haven't experienced that, but uh, I just heard about that. And so I was just wondering if I could uh, set up a power of attorney and and uh, have it from my father, uh, you know, grant it to me as grantor uh, to the trust. That's just another, uh, like I said, another uh, piece of the puzzle or another bullet to put in your arsenal. Because I know that's actually what's happening. I believe that's what's happening. Because <clears throat> they're always trying to acquire your social security number. They were doing that when I was in jail. They were, you know, asking for that, and they were asking, you know, for me to provide that, and, and uh, you know, so they could access it. But I think they have the information already. It's already on file, but they need for you to say it. They, they kept trying to get me to say the number. I remember the, the girl that I said, uh, uh, are you ordering me to give the number? And, you know, and uh, the uh, other officer says, yes, it's an order. And so I gave the number. She goes, ah, I got it, I got it. And she's <laughs> screaming and stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but, you know, you got it under threat, duress, and coercion. <laughs> so I have no idea. I mean, most likely they're just going to claim that they got it and they're going to move forward. And that's probably why, you know, they're... Uh, pushing so hard um, to uh, get the case. They, they probably have access to it and they're they're going to use it. But it's all speculation because I, obviously I, I don't know what they know or what their uh, come from is, what their intentions are. All I can tell is it's driven by money. <laughs> They're definitely not. They're not there to, to correct behavior. They're, they're not there to, to, uh, you know, do anything like that. They just want money. So how long have you been listening to Carl, Nick? Uh, three years. Yeah. But I'm so you know, I'm I'm just so great. I mean, I I absolutely love you know the concept, the thought process behind it. It makes complete sense to me. I mm-hmm. I am so on board with it, and uh, you know, but it's just. 
it's it's a whole different story when uh, you're learning and you have your feet to the fire as opposed to if you don't have your feet to the fire. I would I would absolutely I've been eating this stuff up for such a long time. I, I love sitting back here and and learning and studying and growing. But when you're well, yeah, you the can fire, only learn so much if you uh-huh. if, unless you put it into practice. There's only right. so much you can learn. Or you can take someone else's word for it as far as their experience. Mm -hmm. But until you go through it yourself, you you have no idea what the particulars are. And then, you know, if you were to pass off everything you learned from Carl onto someone else, now it's third-hand information, you know. Right. So until we go through it ourselves, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Carl is so glib. I mean, he's got this figured out. He's got this delved down. It's awesome. He's he's great. You know, he, his time is is money. It's, it's it's well worth paying a couple hundred bucks to sit down with him for an hour. Pay him a thousand bucks to come and come and help you with your problem. But for I, I've heard a lot of others say the exact same thing that uh, you know we're just not on that intellectual level that he is, and so it's sure. very simple and very straightforward to him. It is extremely complex to the rest of us. Mm-hmm. I guess the analogy that I have, it, it would be like, um, imagine that you have a master of the knowledge, let's say equivalent to Carl, right? Except it is, it's the judge, right? Or the prostate prosecutor, whatever it is. It's the, let's say we're going to compare this uh, with a chess game. All right, you got Bobby Fischer on one side, world chess champion, and on the other side, you have a seven-year-old or a twelve-year-old, doesn't matter. All right, he's never played the game before in his life. He doesn't even know. You know, he sees that they're two different colors, and he knows in checkers, you know, one side's one color and one side's the other color. But he doesn't know all the different names of the pieces. He doesn't know uh, the moves. He doesn't know strategy. He doesn't know shit. He's never heard of the game before. But we're going to play this game of chess. All right. So he's invited down uh, to play this game of chess. This little boy. And, uh, you know, Bobby Fisher is sitting there kind of chuckling, you know. He's like, oh, by the way, um, in order to play this game, you know, you know, we only play this game for money, you know. So, you know, we have to, you have to uh, put up some collateral. You know, you got, I need something. You know, we're, we're going to play for uh, that gold crown that's sitting on your head. We're going to play for that. Or the gold watch that's on your wrist or the gold necklace that you have, all the, the, the riches and the value that you have, you're, you're worth millions. And I see it all over you. Right? I see you, little boy. You're worth millions, and I'm going to take you for everything you got because I got the knowledge and you don't. And so he's going to start uh, playing the game, and he's going to, you know, as you go along, you know, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. No, and he's just going to kind of play with you like, like you're a, a little fish in the sea, and the orca whales are, you know, kind of like bouncing you around before they eat you. You know, they're just toying with you. And that's basically what's what's going on here. So, yeah, the kid is, uh, you know, learning Carl's method. And he's like, he goes, just stand up and be a man. You know, learn how to be a man. And the kid's going, great, thanks, Carl. <laughs> you know, thanks, yeah, we're, I'm, uh, stand up and be a man, great. I'm I'm 12 years old. I don't, I've never played the game before. And you're, it, that's just a simple answer. I'm like, you know, there's a, a lot of things that you need to learn about the game to actually, you know, be able to challenge a world chess champion like Bobby Fischer. And and that's kind of like this whole process. That's how I see this process is everybody's trying to get on board and say, yeah, it's all about being a man. You're taught this as, as you grow up, you know. And um, so you start applying all these things that you learn as a kid. Well, not everybody's taught, you know, the right way, you know, growing up. 
And uh, so, you know, as we're learning these little tidbits and these little words here, this word means this. No, you can't say that word. No, this word means that. And like, what the hell? I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And so you're trying to absorb all that stuff and, and filter it out. And so you're slowly getting better and better. But uh, if you're the one, as you're learning this stuff, if you're sitting on the side, on the sideline, that's great. You know, you're watching all the little 12-year-olds getting devoured and having all their wealth and riches, you know, stolen or taken away by this world chess champion. And it's fine when you're sitting on the sideline, but all of a sudden somebody pushes you forward and now you're in the game. You know, it's kind of like, you know, oh, we got you as a DUI. Oh, you weren't uh, drinking and driving, but, you know, we're going to charge you anyway and, uh, you know, we're going to throw the book at you and, uh, you know, charge you for this, 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 and this. And uh, now you're in the game. Now, whether you like it or not, you're, you're in it. And you're like, oh, shit. And uh, the first thing you do is you freeze. You're like, uh, like a deer in a headlight. You know, and then everybody gets mad at you if you don't, uh, I told you to do this, I told you to do that. And, like, my brain is, like, so scrambled right now. You know, I was, I, my brain is not the way it used to be, you know, when I was uh, before my car accident. I was, like, in a really bad car accident about 15 years ago, and I was almost decapitated. And so my brain is completely rewired, and I've lost my short-term memory. So I have to listen to things, you know, 5, 10, 15 times before things can get transferred to my long-term memory and it'll stick in my long-term memory, but my short-term memory is for shit. It's just, that's just the way it is. So, you know, as you watch all this stuff here and people tell you things, you know, it, it can go in one ear and it's not that it goes out the other ear and I don't acknowledge it. It's just, uh, it's hard to get it all to, uh, settle into my, uh, long-term memory. And then I have to filter things out and I have to, uh, it's just a hard, like I said, my brain's a clusterfuck, and my paperwork is, you know, with all my documents all over the place. It's very reflective about what uh, is in my head. I know what's in my heart. I know I'm a very loving and kind and gentle man, and I would never harm, you know, anybody. I don't, I don't want to, you know, cause conflict with uh, anyone. I don't want like, I don't want to charge somebody twenty-five or fifty thousand dollars for, you know, uh, whatever it might be. That, that's not in my heart to do that. You know, but I I want this stuff to go away. I want them, you know, to leave me alone. I didn't harm anybody. You know, I just stopped trespassing on me. Stop, you know, treading on me. So I want that to go away. And and if it uh, means that I have to go ahead and, uh, you know, charge my fellow man uh, to get it to stop, I would be the first one to rip that charging instrument up and throw it away, you know, if their charge goes away, because that's all I want. But anyway, that's my two cents on how I think the whole thing is this uh, learning process for for this uh, common law um, claim with Carl. It's uh, analogous to uh, a little twelve-year-old, you know, playing the game of chess against a world champion like Bobby Fischer. Does that make sense to anybody? I don't know if it uh, is a good analogy or not. But anyway. Is there anybody still on the call? Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, Mike? Mike's still on? <laughs> hey, I'm on. Hey, I was just wondering if... Uh, 
you came up. Remember Mike's or uh, Carl's riddle on Saturday? Um, I forget what the uh, riddle was, but I thought of a few things that could have been. Yeah, I was just. Nope. Uh, I had a thought about it too. I was gonna run. Why don't, down you, re- Why don't you repeat the riddle so we can all kind of like uh, get our minds thinking about it again? Maybe we can come up with answer. Do you remember what the riddle was? Yeah, uh, a woman was suing a man for divorce, uh, and uh, Carl was saying only a wife, you know, can. Uh, what What was the uh, the wife? Only the wife of the husband can sue for divorce, right? Mm-hmm. And he put something, he had the guy put something in that, that was, that got him a hearing. And so my thought on that was, is that since she was in breach of contract, she wasn't a wife. She wasn't holding the title of wife. If she was having an affair on the guy, she was in breach of contract of, of being a wife. What, was she having an affair? I believe so. The guy was a service Yeah, that man. was the guy. Was all, yeah, he was all upset because some guy, he wanted to, like, go after him because they were, I don't know, having sex in the store or something. I don't know. I can't quite remember how it was. Or was it, maybe it was the guy that she worked with or something like that. Is that what it was? I think that was a different guy that wife oh. had sex in a store. I think this okay. guy was a service man, and his wife was fooling around on him while he was gone. And then came back, and and then she wanted to get a divorce. Well, maybe maybe only a wife can sue for divorce because, according to the Bible, a man just has to say, I divorce thee. He wouldn't have to go to court. No, but he kept saying, you know, he, he was given hints. He kept saying, only a wife or a husband can sue for divorce. We'll see maybe because when a man and a woman get married under God, it's a lawful marriage. But only a man and a woman get married and then become husband and wife. But maybe because a divorce is purely legal. There's no such thing as a lawful divorce. Even if you get legally divorced, you're still lawfully married under God. Right, but we're talking about the legal part. Okay, so here's my thought on it. You um, you have the uh, public side and you got the private side. The private side is the um, man or woman, or man, a husband and wife. And on the public side, uh, you have the, uh, I'll call it the corpus res or the your corporations that were uh, married. Uh, which is the name in all capital letters, right? And so Carl says only a husband and wife can get divorced. So when you file, uh, you're going to court, the court can only see, because it's a public venue, they can only see the name in all capital letters. So the names are, are the corporations. You're creating a, um, what do you call it, uh, where the corporations are separating from each other? Uh, divorce, let's say the, the corporations are divorcing each other. And so they're separating them 
Uh, all right, it has nothing to do with the man or the woman. That has to do with the, the corporations. And so I think that's the answer is uh, only a husband and wife, only a man and woman can get divorced. The corporations, you're just parting ways. Like, uh, you know, like when you, uh, they take these corporations and they split them off into several different uh, entities or whatever. It's kind of like uh, you're, they're divorcing each other. <clears throat> or because marriage is for life, till death do us part. That's a real yeah. marriage. Yeah, it's a covenant. That's true. Here's a, here's some a food for thought. I uh, when I got married, uh, we got married with the justice of the peace, right? So um, we filled out and uh, the registration form uh, application for uh, marriage, and they gave us the uh, marriage certificate. Okay, so they gave us the marriage certificate in return, and so they're holding the original on file, right? So they're the owner, they're the trustee of it. Right, with uh, the trustee is the owner of the property and fiduciary agent for the property. So that's where the uh, the county, uh, whatever you want to call it, whoever marries the justice of the peace, they're the trustee. Here's what's unique that uh, I learned about my case. All right, when we were giving our wedding vows, all right, we decided to write our own vows. We took a small piece of paper and we wrote them out. And so when it came time for the vows. We each recited our vows, all right? And here's the cool thing. The lady, the Justice of the Peace, said, hey, that's really nice. You think I could get a copy of those? And I said, sure. So she went and she got a copy, right? That's her certificate. She gets the certificate, and she returned the originals to me. You see, we are the trustees for our vows because we wrote them up. So we keep the originals. We are the trustees. We're the owners. We're the fiduciary agents. We're liable to each other for the vows, whereas the justice of the peace was the trustee for the marriage contract between us. I thought that was very telling. I'm like, so I, I'm holding, I have our wedding vows uh, on the paper, right? And I'm, I'm in possession of them. I think that's cool. And they're holding the certificate of wedding vow. So it, we flipped that. That just, it's just I don't know. I thought that was phenomenal. I'm like, oh my god, that is so cool. I see how it works. I see how, you know, we flip that over. We're doing the same thing except, you know, they're keeping uh, trustee over the contract of the of the marriage, but we are holding on to the vows because we are the trustee to our vows. We're liable for what you know, you know, till death do it, till death do us part. Whatever we said in our vows, that's our contract. That's our private contract between a man and a woman are our vows. And the state is holding the contract for the other stuff, for just the corporations. That's anyway, not true. You know, the, uh, the marriage contract was you guys agreed to get married. Mm-hmm. The whole ceremony is just the ceremony, and the vows on paper are just the vows on paper. The actual contract was you guys agreeing was a meeting of the minds. You decided to do it. But on the other hand, who gives a shit about all the legal stuff? If you're lawfully married, you're lawfully married. What is I don't the know state? If I'm it's the paper. The state's just a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Means nothing. But I think if the state's involved, then it's a public entity. Therefore, that deals with. Uh, whether something is legal or illegal, not lawful or unlawful. 
Mm-hmm. Like you're, yes. legally, you're legally married. You're not lawfully married. I think a lawful marriage would be something that would be done in the church where you have mm-hmm. a covenant. No. Or not necessarily just a church. I mean, you can get married in somebody's backyard if you wanted to. So I, I don't, I guess I don't uh, prescribe to that. I can get married in the bar. I can get married in the barn. I can get married anywhere I choose. I don't need a preacher. I don't need a a judge. I don't need anything. But if you choose to have it uh, acknowledged or recorded or uh, using a public uh, venue or a why would you want that public officer? Not that I want it. My wife wanted it. I, hey, it's not. It doesn't matter what I want. It's what she wants. <laughs> I'm just saying, sure, whatever you say, honey. If that's important to you, to do that. Everybody else is doing it. Okay, well, let's go jump off a bridge. Yeah, I was, I'm, I was I'm fine just uh, staying together. I, I mean, we were doing just fine without it, but uh, in her eyes, it's important that, uh, you know, it's uh, recognized. So, and I think that was uh, for, you know, the situation with, you know, her and uh, her son that we had talked about a couple months ago, trying to, you know, set, you know, things in order and get things working. Were were there any witnesses to the marriage by oh, yeah. just the peace or whatever? Yeah, we brought like uh, five different people to uh, come in and witness, and we got photos and videos of everything, and so... So yep. how can that not be a how can that not be a lawful marriage? It is. Um. Okay. I I always consider, it's just my thoughts and my beliefs. I'm just saying oh. that if it's I'm saying it. You know, when you say the word lawful to me, that uh, that uh, to me uh, is in regards to right. the man. And I believe you know when you say that whether something's legal or illegal, that uh, pertains to the corporation. And so uh, the corporation yeah, two, two things. Two the corporations will get married, right? Because when you Use when you write your names on there, it's uh, the name in all capital letters. They got married. You know, it's like when you go to school. You know, I, I, I'm sick. All this birth certificate, all this all caps name, all this corporation bullshit. Yeah. This the thing. Vaughn. Okay. The thing is that you 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 apply, you apply to the state for a license to be married. Mm-hmm. There's your legal legal certificate. But on that day, you also had witnesses there, and you got a camera and everything else, which mm-hmm. created a lawful marriage. You declaring to the other witnesses gotcha. are the best, which created the lawful marriage. Signing the document was not lawful at all. <laughs> the document really means yep. nothing in a lawful marriage. It means something in a legal marriage. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. I, I, I'm right with you. I, get, I completely comprehend what you're saying, and I agree. If me and my woman go to the church and get married, and we have a lawful and a legal marriage, when we're Depends done, all we do is decide that we're divorced and walk away, and the state can't say shit about it. The state it can't say, matter. oh, no, 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 you guys are married. Force you. They can't. It's got nothing to do with them. If it's a 501c3 and everything's uh, from the church is recorded in, in the public, 
I don't. I'm not going there. It's all legal. It's all law. It's all bullshit. It's all legislation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five oh five oh one three C means absolutely shit to me. Yeah, but to the church, if they're re- if they're taking your information and recording it in the public, uh, the and church. I'm just saying that's the joinder between church and state. But mm-hmm. uh, on top of that, the, the one if a man and woman want to get well, married, they can get married. They don't need a church. They don't need a state. No, but if he wants to get into that whole thing of, uh, you know, this legal agreement, that's the joinder of church and state. But above, above and beyond that is a lawful marriage. Hey, you declared you, 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 you declared to to the other, and they declared to you. You had witnesses, and there you go. I gotta listen to Carl's call again to. To see, I, I, my phone kind of tapped out there, so for what the answer was, I got to listen to his call again. My he didn't give the answer. He's got to. He's going to give it next week, right? Well, to come up to my own conclusion, I guess that's what I mean. Mm, okay. What's next? I don't know. What is next? Do you guys have any uh, guidelines for me? Any what? Like a guideline uh, uh, from point A to point Z, you know, to... uh, how to move forward over the next week. I thought you and Nick were going to do that uh, yeah. claim a right thing. Is Nick still on here? Out. Yeah, not, yeah, he's still on. Do you guys ever uh, talk to each other, um, like, uh, individually, like uh, call someone directly, or is it strictly over Skype or over the uh, talk show? Uh, talk to some people. Uh, some people talk to some people directly.
Does anybody want to talk to me directly? Um, didn't, you, didn't, uh, didn't you and Nick exchange contact information? I thought you guys were going to work on the claim or right thing. Yeah, I just uh, I put them on my contact uh, for uh, Skype. And I just I haven't uh, gone over to my computer since then. I've just been sitting here chatting on the phone with you guys. I can only focus on like one thing at a time if I start uh start reading and going through all the Skype stuff or anything else, then my brain can't process all that stuff. Start missing stuff. So, Mike, when you, were, when you had your uh, family case, um, have you ever um, had an experience with uh, filing a claim yet and uh, collecting on it, or is it uh, strictly just dealing with your personal case without filing a claim? Um, I don't ever go to traffic court, and I don't ever go to criminal court, so... I'll... Yeah, my family court case is just kind of between me and my ex, and it's I haven't filed a claim or anything. I see. Yeah, luckily I don't get busted. I help you guys that get busted. Not one of you bad apples. <laughs> I definitely need to clean this stuff up, though. I think I had spoken with Carl a long, I don't know, a long time ago. I want to say you know, four or five weeks ago, whatever. When I called him after the show, I had sent him some money and spoke to him for a little bit. And um, it seemed like the entire time he was, uh, you know, giving me a kind of like a, I don't know, like a speech about uh, had something to do with. You know, what if uh, kids were driving around with, uh, you know, no tires on their car and racing around and speeding and sliding, you know, causing havoc and across town, you know, and they don't have any insurance on their cars, but I taught them this stuff and, you know, they could care less, you know, because I taught them how to get out of all these cases and stuff like that. And he says, that's not very responsible of me. So I took that as he just wants me to fall on my face. And I, I don't know, I just... I, kind of disheartened about the whole thing. So I didn't know what to uh, what to think. I didn't even get to tell him about my case with uh, 
with my wife. I didn't get to tell them about my case that I have. It was my car accident, you know, where I was almost killed and all that stuff. Um, I was hoping that maybe he would help me out with this and, you know, get my knowledge up to speed and then be able to take it to the next level and, and work my way up to, uh, you know, my big case that I have uh, against that large company. But, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I think everybody uh, has big ideas of calling Carl and he's going to give them all the magic answers and their case is going to go away real easy. I just thought it was going to be a great, you know, learning process for me to take these steps to get, you know, better and better to make me uh, uh, be able to handle the, uh, that large case, the big case that I got. I would think that he would, you know, be chomping at the bit to want to go up against one of the top ten companies in the world, you know, to see if he could win. I think that would be a big case. Multi-billion dollar corporation. That would be an awesome claim. Kind of sad because they, uh, you know, when the whole thing happened, when it went down, I'd worked for them for like ten years, you know, had an exemplary record, and then as soon as I came back, they said you need to go back to work immediately, you know, to show that uh, you know you're trying to get back on your feet. As soon as I went back to work, you know, like within a matter of a few weeks, they started to, you know, give me as many reprimands as they could. Um, They have a hierarchy for uh, trying to fire somebody. And you have to have so many, I think, three verbal reprimands equal a written reprimand. A written reprimand is one point. And if you get five points within, uh, or at any time, if you have five points, you're fired. And so within a two-week period, they gave me five points. I'm like, that's a lot of rep. I mean, they were just all over me trying to get me fired. And here for 10 years, I mean, I had developed a reputation and, you know, exemplary work for my entire career. And all of a sudden, as soon as I came back, they're they're trying to get me fired. So I knew I was on a hit list. I knew somebody from the top had said, "Listen, we need to get this guy out of here," you know, because there's uh, you know probably a pending case against us, and they just want to get rid of me. So anyway, I was able to fight it and uh, get it uh, diminished to uh, three points instead of five points. But they forced me out of the area into another area, and I ended up staying for another three or four years, and then they ended up. They ended up trying to fire me for something else, and you know it was just a big, big ordeal. But uh, the bottom line was, uh, you know, they were absolutely at fault. Um, they uh, had two of their, two of their vehicles. They had two telephone trucks. The uh, they're like, uh, I don't even want to call them six man. The uh, the large telephone trucks, not the little ones, but the big ones with the big lift on them that elevates you up to the um, telephone pole and stuff. They had two of those sitting in a um, at a flashing red light in an area that was all uh, crossed off. It was painted off. It was a restricted area. And they basically were just sitting there waiting for uh, the end of their shift. And as I'm going through down the highway, um, uh, right before I got to the intersection, they both decided that, oh, it's time to go home. So they both, 
you know, pulled ahead and they went through their red light right in front of me. And the uh, first one, you know, saw me and he uh, hit the gas and he raced out of the way and I just missed him. The other lady on the far side, because there was two of them, they pulled out together in parallel. So I guess when they pulled out, she assumed it was clear to her left. So she's off looking to the right and uh, she hears the squealing tires and she panics and she slams on her brakes and it's like right in front of me. And I left like 79 feet of skid marks and T-boned her right into her and went up through the windshield and the hood of the car came through the windshield and it missed my missed my head by about a half an inch. And you could see the skin, hair, and bone fragments embedded into the windshield. And like I said, that was a half inch away from being decapitated. And I almost died and they were absolutely 100% at fault. And uh, I was injured, obviously, severely, and uh, almost died and survived. But uh, anyway, I think that would be a, a great case. Because I, I learned from Carl that uh, there is no statute of limitations for man. <clears throat> and uh, they ran through the process. I think I had gotten all these attorneys, and they kept passing me off and came down to the very end after four years. And... Uh, I think it was like four weeks before the uh, statute of limitations, the um, the attorney says, oh, you know what, uh, my wife's moving up to Chicago and the, and uh, I'm going to go up there and be with her. I got a, I guess I got a transfer order in or whatever, and so I'm going to go be with her. So I'm going to pass off your case on to my buddy. He's going to take care of you. So I went to this other guy and uh, went up there to their new offices on the top floor in the penthouse overlooking the beautiful lake in downtown. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And uh, so anyway, he comes in and we talk and he says, uh, yeah, I can uh, I can get your deal settled uh, out, of, out of court for $50,000. I'm like, I'm not on your life. I No way. I said, I, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't settle out of court for $400,000. I, I said, hey, it's not about the money. I said, I want to take this to trial and I want the jury to decide. I go, it's not about the money. I could care less. This one's going to trial. So he says, okay, well, I've got to go talk to my partners. He went to talk to them, and he says, uh, you know, we'll think it over. We'll uh, get back with you. The very next day or the day after, I got a letter in the mail saying that they're uh, releasing me and uh, wishing me best. <laughs> See you later. Now I'm three weeks out of my – three weeks away from my statute of limitations. I have no attorney, don't know anything, and I'm in a full panic mode you know, because I don't know what to do. So I go to the library and I'm studying, you know, for two, two, two and a half weeks straight. And I figured that I noticed that I have to create what is a notice of demand or a demand letter or something like that. It's like the first step. So I created, I think it's like a 39 or 40 page document with all my information, all this detailed stuff and came to be the very last day. Absolute last day. This is a statute that's run out. And I've just finished it at like 3.30 in the afternoon. I run over to the company's um, legal department and I filed a, filed my notice of demand on them. And I took another copy and I ran to the courthouse and I got there, you know, like five minutes before closing or maybe it was 10 minutes before closing. And uh, I asked to uh, speak to the judge and uh, it took a long time, but finally, you know, she ends up coming out. And, you know, because I had remembered her, just happened to be the same judge I had right now <laughs> as I'm going through, um, but I, I was uh, on her jury. I was a jury member. 
and I developed a really good rapport with her, you know, before that, you know, years earlier. So I thought she was going to help me out. And so I went and told her my story. She said, sorry, it would be a conflict of interest. I'm not at liberty to discuss anything. In regards to that, you need to go find yourself a confident attorney. So sorry, you know, I wish there's something I could do for you. There's nothing I could do. And so I ended up leaving there dejected in tears thinking I've lost everything because I I have nothing because I, you know, don't know how to file this. I don't know what to do and she won't tell me anything. So I went home and the statue had run out and I was done. I lost everything. I didn't, I almost died from this and uh, have uh, injuries that are with me the rest of my life, you know, broken back, the whole thing. Just, it's a um, kind of horrible story, but anyway, um, all of a sudden, you know, 10 years later, whatever it is, or something like that, 15 years later, I'm learning now that uh, there is no statute of limitations for man, and now I'm so excited, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, I didn't lose everything. Maybe maybe Carl can really help me out with this, and maybe we can, uh, you know, go battle Goliath and kick the shit out of him, you know? And I think uh, it would be kind of cool, but um, like I said, I haven't had a chance to speak with Carl about that. I don't know what anybody else thinks about it, but I think I have a great case, and uh, I think it all starts with this. And I, I guess I'm supposed to fall on my face here, or, or maybe stand up and be a man and figure it out and make it work. But uh, God, it's just so overwhelming right now with all this stuff. Like I said, my brain is completely rewired now. It's not the way it used to, and it's uh, very difficult for me to. Uh, Absorb everything, you know, when somebody says something to you just once. You know, I have to sit there and listen to it over and over and get it to uh, stick. So anyway, I don't know, I'm kind of rambling on, but I don't know what anybody else is. So what are your thoughts on, on the case? Does anybody have any input? Yeah, don't wait for Carl. I don't think I have the the knowledge to be able to move forward against a multi-billion dollar corporation at this particular time. Then don't. Yeah, I'll leave that alone until I have either the knowledge to do it or, or the support. I would need to have a, a group of, uh, you know, competent counsel to uh, move with me on the case. Yeah, I mean, if, if you think that you can get a uh, like a million dollar settlement or something, then would be uh, if you can scare up enough money to get get a, a, a consultation with Carl, get, you know, donate a hundred bucks or something, and, and see if if he gets a settlement. I mean, that means million a million bucks between you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many people can Carl help with with a uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Depending on how much you you can, uh, you're right. It's not about the money, but I mean, Carl needs money, and and you need money, and. What you want to do is use your experience to benefit others. 
Mm-hmm. And so if you can get some sort of cash infusion, some kind of a settlement, especially if you suffered some injuries because of someone's negligence, mm-hmm. then you more than deserve it. So that's what I would suggest. If you can put together 100 bucks or something, give it to Carl and then call him up. See if he can help you and uh, tell him, you know, let him know that, uh, you know, he's going to get half of whatever large settlement you can acquire. All right. I think I had talked to him about uh, the same thing with this case here, you know, because I was, you know, telling him about all the you know, orders that I had uh, from the jail and, and from the officer and stuff like that. And I said, you know, if, uh, you know, you work with me on it, I'd, you know, I'd give you half. You could have, you know, it's not, to me, it's not about the money. And, it, you know, he said, he gave me the whole story about, yeah, people always say stuff like that, but they never follow through. And people promise me money and never, I'm like, Dude, I'll write up a contract with you. I don't care. I'm like, I'm, it, it's not about the money with me. So, like I said, I just want it to go away. I this one, this case here, I just want this case to go away. But uh, you know, the thing, the situation with my wife, I want that to. Uh, I need to find resolution. I need to find a way to uh, to bring her son over here and and to find a way to uh, get her so she's, I guess, legal. So she, uh, you know, can um, find work. Um, in the public if she so chooses to. But as of right now, she's got to do everything in the private. I said, well, that's what I want. <laughs> he said, everything that you have is what I want, and everything that I have is what you want. So, but if that makes if that makes her happy is being able to do that, because, you know, that's keeping us from being able to, uh, to work, you know, to do our work. A lot of these very wealthy families that... Uh, want us to do estate management for them. They they have all their monies tied up in a trust and the trust companies are public entities and they can only contract with the public and so they want to access our corporations and contract, you know, with our our names and she doesn't, you know, have one that's recognized. And so they can't uh they can't uh, keep us hired because she's not legal so to speak. And so we need to figure out a way to get that fixed and uh, figure out a way to get her son over here. And I thought I heard Carl the other day, I think you guys probably did too if you listened to him recently, he made a comment about, um, I don't know if the word's called joinder or if it's uh, something about where you, a latch baby, that's what it was. You need to get, he was saying something about you need to get her pregnant or the guy needed to get the girl pregnant to have a baby. So they have, I think his brother, maybe he was referring to his brother, um, having a latch baby with uh, the Mexican girls or something like that. And that uh, allowed them to, uh, allow her to stay here and, and be legal or something like that. Does that. Do you guys recall that? You know, talking about that? A latch baby? I think that was just on his last call. He briefly talked about that.
Yeah, I, I don't know. Didn't catch what that last baby was. Is there someone else out there who can expand on that? I think it was on his last phone call that he talked about it, just briefly. Yeah, he he spoke about uh, you know when uh, it's called an anchor baby. Oh, okay. The last okay. is her. Like it's like if. Uh, if a woman comes to Canada from some other country and I knock her up, now she's got a a baby that's born a Canadian citizen, and now the she now that baby is an anchor, and now I don't know exactly what the rules are. I don't know if they change from state to state or whatever, but um. I guess the idea after a certain time, now that family is eligible to sponsor other family members to come over. So they get knocked up here. They call it an anchor baby because that, that baby's rooted. It's a citizen. And so the mother has to watch the baby after a certain amount of years. Then they can sponsor for her sister, her brother to come over and, and start bringing their family members over. So that's uh, one way of, of, it's not guaranteed, but it's one way of trying to help stay in the country if you don't want to get kicked out. I think you pretty well hit the nail on the head there, Mike. So just posting one on there for Wikipedia. I think latchkey kids are kids that come home from school and both their parents are at work and they raise themselves. I don't think latch and baby have anything to do with it unless you're breastfeeding. Latch <laughs> <laughs> on. Well, doesn't can't the mother have? Uh, can't she get a job then in Canada or the USA when there is a latch child? They're talking. She needs an EIN number or some type of a uh, tax identification number. You know, to, yeah, it sounded to me like he sounded me like he was saying that. Uh, uh, I think it was his uncle he was talking about, and okay. she, uh, and he, uh, he was bringing all these women over because he's married to you know all these people or whatever, however the call went, and uh, it sounded like the, at that point, when that child was born there, that the uh, the mother is is also uh, able to become a citizen. Is that or did I misunderstand that? I yeah, think, that's correct. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same in every state. I don't know if it's a federal thing or not, but I don't think getting knocked up is guaranteed. I think you can still get deported and be forced to leave your baby here. I'm not oh, sure, wow. but I don't think I don't think it works every time. Oh. Yeah, I think that, I don't know the case, but uh, she was saying that she could very well be deported and then I would have to hire, or fi- I would have to um, file a hardship license or something like higher, something like that. I need to file a hardship license or hardship letter. Um, stating I that, think I'd uh, rather, I think I'd rather be a man. Just say I'm here and I'm with my property and... Uh, who, mm-hmm. who has the right to tell a man what part of the planet they can uh, forage for food on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. I mean, she wants me to file petitions. She wants me to 
and do all the stuff that everybody else does and and uh you know affidavit of support and She's whatever pick I up the sink in their sandbox and they're gonna ship her out. That's all that's going to happen. She's going to kick up a big stink. It's going to piss her off. She's going to have nothing to say or do in their little sandbox, and they're just going to do what they want. Yeah, because it's pretty unstable around here with that kind of stuff for some reason or another. You know, Obama wants to do one thing, and uh, Congress wants to do another. So, you know, you're, you're gambling there either way. Well, I agree with Mike. Start sending polite letters. Start asking a few questions. Well, is she from? Is it? Is she Mexican or is she from some other country? She's from another country. Oh, okay. Well, that I'm not sure. They, you know, it seems like they're uh, they're more uh, zeroed in on the on the Mexican people. So maybe she's from some other country. They. Uh, <clears throat> I've never heard of any any shenanigans going on with people from other countries, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. But she's from another country, you know, because I think they're just kind of right now kind of PO'd at the Mexicans. So you don't they're, think like, uh, you know, uh, someone going to Cuba or something like that, and they're going, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. And they get married and come back to Canada to have a baby. Or, uh, you know, even another country, you know, third world or, you know, something that's, must, you know, not as well off as we are. Uh, I love you, I love you. The guy believes her. Come back here, have a baby. That's the anchor baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it does happen. They can ship mama back and leave the baby here. The baby's a citizen uh, mommy. Yeah, they can, but under under legality sometimes, or just from someone that I know, um, he's now responsible for the wife for 10 years. And she can mess yeah, up and do whatever else, but he has to clean up her mess for the next 10 years. But they could just boot her. Depends. Mike, are you talking I mean, about just Canada in that situation? Because I don't, I've never heard of that. Where they, I am. They send the mom home in, in the United States. I'm talking about. Oh, I never heard of that in the United States. If if a, if a woman from another country goes to the U.S., gets uh-huh. knocked up, uh-huh. and they find her, they can boot her out of the country, and the baby's a Canadian citizen, and they could say the baby stays. You got to go. Oh. And could do that. I don't think it happens very often, and if it does, there's probably a good reason for it. But right. they can do that. Oh, I did, I did not know that. Well, I guess I'm I'm seeing on uh, Wikipedia. There's another one. It's called. It's a similar term. It probably, I'm sure, it has a different meaning. It's called a passport baby. Has been used in Canada for children born through so-called birth tourism. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard of that. Passing through. Yeah, there's someone passing through and they go, oh, this is great, and bing, bang, bong, you know, they got a baby and Mm -hmm. they figure they can stay here because of it. Or whatever, right? 
Well, people have probably tried to pull pull shenanigans when they get when they have birth on the plane. Try and yeah. pick which and the baby is. They probably got all kinds of statutes for stuff like that. Well, they have, yeah, they, they usually, like, when you go for a flight, they'll, you know, for the women, they say, are you pregnant? How many months pregnant? If you're over, like, nine months, they don't want you. They don't want Sign you. this waiver. Yeah. Sign this waiver. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, it's only 100 more miles to Phoenix. Cross your legs. <laughs> I, I don't think they want any uh, neutral, neutral citizens, let's say, or new, neutral babies, you know. It's an alien everywhere now, born in the air. Yeah, born. Yep. Out of this world and out of this earth. What do you mean? No, they're a citizen of everywhere. Can you imagine if they, like, took someone who's, like, nine months pregnant or maybe, let's say, you know, uh, pregnant, got pregnant here and then take them up to the space station and then they went to term and had the baby up there? That's, I think that's what they're going to end up doing. they got to try that sometime. Uh, is it the mm. U.S. Space Station? Yeah, yeah, the U.S. Space <laughs> Station. <laughs> there you go. Citizenship. Is this going to lead to Revenue in Agenda 21? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, not unless they invade her again. Pregnant alien babies. Yeah. Came out with the belly button. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not getting into that. Okay, I don't even Clark, Clark Kent. We'll call him Clark Kent. I don't know, making anchor babies would probably be fun. Well, practicing making babies is fun. What do you mean? Just move up north somewhere in the middle of nowhere, start your own little army, a whole bunch of mini-me's. Move to Salt Lake City, Utah, or whatever it's called. Go have a couple wives. Bring over, bring some girls in. And you mean a couple countries. wives? One come in the mail every 30 days. Mail order I'm going to get a subscription. Yeah, they'll call one this January, one this February. <laughs> I don't know your names. I just go by the month. Go sit over there with the rest of them. Miss Mark, 2015. The harem under the igloo. You have to move every so often. Any um, serious loss stuff to talk about? (laughs) You brought it up. No, huh? No, the world is fixed. 
Well, I'm still waiting on my uh, my water well stealer. What's that? I'm still waiting on what, uh, well, just trying to figure out what I'm going to do with this guy who drilled the well on my property without without uh, permission or anything in writing. And I'm not really sure what to do with it. Do you guys want to talk about trusts at all or, or anything like that, uh, asset management? Not really. Okay. I, I know that's one of the groups that uh, they that Mike uh, had recommended, so I thought maybe you might want to talk about that. Basically, I want to talk about protecting assets because i got a few assets and they're vulnerable right now. So I was thinking about creating a trust and an LLC and putting them in the LLC and then putting the LLCs in another trust and have it uh, a couple layers of protection and stuff like that. And thought maybe you guys might know a little bit about that. You're talking about Michael Clark? Uh, no, Mike Miller. Oh. He had, I think there's some groups that are out there. There's like 10 or 11 groups, and I think one of the groups had had uh, talked about trust and stuff like that. So I thought maybe you know some of the people on this call might uh, have some knowledge about that, asset management. Well, you can go go to his. Uh, I think his name is Michael Clark. Go to his website. Oh, okay. Um, Master Protection. I can't remember what it is. Master we did that about four years ago. Master Protection something. Mm-hmm. He's out of Indiana. You can go to his website. It's. Uh, I think it's a pretty good deal. Uh, it doesn't really make a common law now. What's that? What does an LLC do for you? It's licensed for the government. Well, I know it doesn't doesn't have anything to do with common law, but I did it uh, like four years ago before I knew about common law. So Mm -hmm. uh, in that way, everything is protected because it's, it's, uh, he sells it this way. If you remember, uh, like I said this before, Teddy Kennedy, when he crashed on uh, Chappaquiddick there. Yeah. Yes, I do know that. Well, that's what he did. That's what, that's what all those people do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it pretty much makes everything untouchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the statutory side. Um, so, like you say, you create trust and you put some LLCs under it. You know, put over, you know, your cars, your your house, or whatever in those mm-hmm. LLCs, and then you have another trust. Mm-hmm. So, the L- it, it, so the L- the LLC protects you from who? Another man or government? No, it's Let me repeat myself again. I did it four years ago before I knew about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I uh, I don't know if it can protect you uh, from another man. The only thing is that you don't own it. And there's no way that they can prove that you own whatever you have in that conglomeration of. Uh, I still don't understand it, but uh, if it works for those kind of people, it probably works for anybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure about the man part. I I don't know uh, because I don't own it. So you know, even if a man comes after me, I don't own it. So, 
You see what I'm saying? I don't own anything. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's ties. Okay, so I'm sure there's ties there somewhere, but can the government come after you? For, no, Matthew, if it's in the okay. original trust, the, the first layer of trust, they can break through that pretty easy. From what I understand, they can break through that first layer and attach everything and, and claim everything that's in that. Um, but when you have an uh, LLCs, uh, it's kind of like an eggshell, you know. So you have, let's say, one car in an LLC and another car in another LLC. They can go after one, but all the others are protected. All the other eggs are protected. And so, you know, you can go only go after one at a time or whatever it is. But uh, if you take all that stuff and put that in a separate trust, a separate layer, um, you don't own that. And so you don't know what's in it. And so, and they couldn't get to that they, because it's held in a separate trust. Well, it's also it's also a contract trust, and it's also is, outside um, the country. Is, it's outside the jurisdiction of the United law. States, which, which is common law, means. and mm-hmm. and so that means that uh, uh, it's a contract that is. Um, I'm not sure it's if how how it's done, but it is a contract, a private contract, and. Uh, you know, it's a private contract, so you know the only people that can uh, get in 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 that private contract are the people who are in it. So I mean, just like so, just like so, anything in common law, you have a contract with your neighbor to you know uh, trade uh, two horses for uh, two cows every year. Mm-hmm. That's you know nobody can uh, get in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. It can't be pierced because it's between you and your neighbor, and uh, it's private. And uh... see, a, a lawyer is LLC. Other than that, or LLB, limited <laughs> license. Well, barrister. Yeah, but but the the contra- it's a contract. Above all and anything else, whatever you want to call it, LLCs, trusts, it's a private contract. Okay, and and is it notarized by somebody? Is it notarized? Uh, there are some stuff. There is some stuff notarized, but I'm. What are you getting out there? I'm just saying. I I don't believe that LLC would necessarily be common law. I don't. That that sounds foreign in nature, really, to me. I mean, unless I'm more educated about it, but just from the outside, it sounds pretty foreign to common law. Uh, well, it's a private contract from top to bottom. Oh, I can write a private contract between you and me right now, but it doesn't mean that it's LLC. But like the term LLC just doesn't sound common law to me. I, we have a private contract. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, but like I said, you, you can't, before, you I can't bring that. You can't bring that private contract into any court unless I also agree. Exactly. But LLC, you've given. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but the, the LLCs are beneath. They're beneath one trust, and and then there's another trust uh, below the LLCs. A man-to-man right. contract is the biggest contract, and it, it upholds anything even beyond legal matter. I didn't hear you. There was something in the background. Could you repeat? Oh, that? I'm sorry. Yeah, my dog. Sounds like a kid sometimes. But I was just saying that the LLC, like a, a, a contract between 
a man and a man, what upholds higher than, than something that's limited, licensed corporation? Well, I, I or is it limited liability? But it's it's still something that's registered with the government. You're putting, you're allowing their hands to be into it. Right, but it, it is it's it's stacked, like I say, between uh, or sandwiched, I should say. The LLCs are sandwiched between two contract trusts. So I don't, you know, I I've been trying to think that out uh, for the last six months. Uh, but uh, from what I understand, it is not pierceable because of the trust on top and the trust on bottom. Because they, they're not even known. The LLCs yeah, are I, not even known. You see what I'm saying? The I, LLCs are not in uh, in the knowledge of any government. It's everything is private. So I think if I if I put something in trust, like let's say LLC, just means that another corporation can can come after me and sue my ass off. But if they do, they only get they're only going to get what I have in my holdings that's not under that LLC. Exactly. Let's say, you know, I, I have um, $50,000 of slush fund, but my company has $10 million. If they want to come after me, they'll get the 50000 of slush fund, and they can't touch what's, you know, exactly. under that trust. Exactly. But, exactly. But, but that's not, that's still not, I, I don't know how that all works out with, you know, a man you know, sure, that's fine for the person because the person is doing the suing. Of course, they're going to have a lawyer and all this other stuff. But what about from? I mean, and you probably don't even have to worry about a man or anything else like that. You know, the amount of people that even know this stuff right. and want to right. dive into this. But what? Let's say you, you know, injured. You know, your neighbor, your brother, your man. Uh, how would that work? The only thing that he can come after is what I have as the man, which is nothing, because everything yeah. that I have is in that trust, and that's a private, oh. private. It's a private trust. So yeah, it's not private. It's still licensed. It's licensed. I don't. I. I don't. I. You know. I don't. I don't really want. I. I'd hate to get into an argument with you because. Or to argue with you, I'm just trying to. Well, I am arguing with you to try and make it clear, but it's. I just it's. I don't. I I don't understand it enough to be able to. To be able to well, uh, conceive the whole concept of everything. About that. Okay. Well, basically, I don't own anything. I don't own a pencil. Everything I have is in there. Okay. And the only thing that I do uh, in there is I make all the decisions for everything that's in there, okay? Everything that goes in there and everything that goes out of it. And again, like I said, it's it's a private contract, which is... Uh, uh, and I'm just using the, the, the man's word that uh, it's, it's protected by the U.S. Constitution, which does not... Uh, I'm not really sure how to say this. You want to know what so I heard about the U.S. Constitution? I heard the most powerful trust in the world is known as an ultra-sovereign canon law trust. And they had said that the U.S. Constitution is 
a ultra-sovereign canon law trust. I thought that was uh, pretty neat, and you just brought that up. I just thought I'd share that with you. So the U.S. Constitution is protected by one of the most... It's protected by one of the most powerful trusts, or the most powerful trusts in the world. Right. Current, currently. So let, let, not, let me they, talk they to tell that other gentleman, if I may. Uh, sure. And the, and the, the um, um, what's his name, Kennedy? Okay, the guy, you know, they're billionaires, okay? And I'm sure whoever I'm, what, what's your name that I'm talking to? Uh, Brian. Brian, I'm Mike. Uh, you know, he killed that girl. He was drunk. And he admitted everything that he'd done. And, uh, and you know, they, and I think I said this before, her family sued him, okay? As persons. They, what's that? As persons. Right. And okay. they were, and they, and the, his lawyers went to her lawyers or whatever and said that you will win in court but you will not be able to take anything up from him because he doesn't own anything. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that that's how that that's that's how it was done and that's how it is done. So hey, what, I, they, what what they did. Can I shed a little light on this uh subject? Go ahead. Sure. Uh, my, this is Billy. The understanding I, I have a corporation and my uh, accountant had an L L C and I had asked him this know what what's the difference and uh basically when i had got my contractor's license he told me hey you're starting to acquire property and money and vehicles and things and that if ever something happens on your job the people can come after you and your property but if you create mm-hmm. a corporation they can only go after what's in the corporation and the corporation always held minimal just enough to keep working and then at the end of the year the corporation would file taxes as zero and any monies that were in the corporation would go to the president or the CEO or for bonuses or whatever but the corporation is basically just creating a fake person in front of the man that's basically what it is it's a safeguard right Right. and the the LLC is basically the same thing but I believe LLCs are more for like, say I have a corporation, but I want to create more protection, uh, then you would move into an LLC, which is basically just creating another bubble on top of my bubble. So yeah. I have heard even my accountant told me that people actually create multi-trust so that you start a corporation, you put it into a trust that's governed by another trust. and there's so many veils that need to be pierced before they actually get to the man. You almost will never lose anything unless, uh, you know, you're really fucked up. But that's no, why I know just creating a person in front of you. That's what the corporation is. Yeah. Right. Um, right. But then, but then uh, a trust, a trust is something that is, like I say, is a contract and it's a private contract and a private contract is the law, right? Isn't that what we've been taught by Carl? A contract is the law. And that contract can be between you and a corporation, you and a dog, you and another person. And it's it's a private contract. It can't 
it's nobody else's business. And right. they can't a, a have trust, anything to do with it. A trust isn't an LLC or a corporation per se. A trust can be many, many things. I think people don't, I mean, like my company wasn't, you know, blah, 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 incorporated trust. It's just incorporated. Mm-hmm. And same thing with the LLC. It was LLC Incorporated. You know, it's a limited liability corporation. Right. And basically just protects the man and his assets so that they can only go after what's in the trust. But well, not, why, why not uh, maybe... They can't go after anything with, uh, with a private trust. If it's a private trust, it's the law. Nobody has any right, right to do anything to that because it, it's the law. Right, so are you saying the corporation is an actual trust? I'm not even saying anything about a corporation. I'm talking about a trust. I don't know anything about a corporation. No, we are talking about an LLC, which uh, in my eyes is just like a corporation, just a different name. Right, exactly. Okay, I'll I'll give you that. Okay, and then my partner have an estate that is in a trust. So I look at it like, people would put a will in a trust and then they would protect their company with a corporation. Right. But a corporation is pierceable. Yeah. Well, you know, like, like they call it a a limited corporation. So what I'm saying is you put a trust, uh, below that, a a private, uh, private trust below that. There's nothing they can do. Because it's uh, it's it's got its sandwich. They can't come from they can't come from the bottom or the top. You see what I'm saying? That that the trust on the top and the trust on the bottom are private contract trusts. Meaning that they in all honesty. You see what I'm saying? In all honesty, yeah. I think I think I get what you're saying, but it's still all uh, legal stuff. It is. No, it's not. What do you, what do you, what do you, what, what's a uh, boring snap here? Hey guys, um, you can check that out. That entire system that this gentleman's talking about. Uh, there's an actual talk show on Monday night, and yeah, what it, nice. what it, what it is is um, there's two L- LLCs sent that are around a, um, a common law trust. It's um. Some people call it a pure trust. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can do that, um, but if you listen to what these guys have to jump through the hoops that these guys that are, that are administering these um, this Monday night show, they, they make you pay to to do it. But you listen to what happens, and um, you have to be able to defend it yourself, right? Which is basically oh, shut yeah. up. You, you just you just shut up, and you don't admit to owning anything. Right. And then, and then, yeah, it's 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 a private contract that yeah. that that you create in the middle, and the LLCs you are basically the managers of these LLCs, so you're paid a salary. All all your all your stuff goes into these, um, uh, into um, one of the corporations and is owned by one of the corporations, and then. The corporation um, gives you shares to the trust, and then uh, these certificates are then handed uh, back through you. And so it, it's really complicated. I mean, if Not you really, want, if I you want to, 
if you want to get into it, check it out on uh, on Monday nights there. It's uh, the guy with the Doberman, uh, if you ever look Michael at Michael Clark. That's right, man. Yeah. And it's not that hard because I did it. And I'm not a wizard. <laughs> oh, you can do it. You can do it. But um, yeah. if you run into trouble, you need those guys to administer what you're doing. Like, they got to right. tell you exactly what to do, and it's jumping in and out of statutory at times and and uh, keeping your money in banks and all this other stuff that, you know, might not be agreeable well, what, to everybody. Basically, because we talked to him, he, he says that you call them, you know, you get contacted by IRS or I don't remember, you know, who, whoever else. You call them, send them the paperwork, and... Uh, uh, with the IRS, it just shuts them right, down right away because they they can't get into a contract trust. Yeah, yeah. Basically, anything that you own is taken away from your your uh, your SIN number, right? Like a social insurance number down there. It's the your SSN number, and that's that's what they're doing. So when a lawyer goes to sue you, they're looking for your assets. So they search your SIN right. number to look for your property. And they can't find anything, so they said, "Yeah, we can sue this guy, but we're not going to get anything because we can't get the property." Yeah, yeah. So, so it's doable. And I, I, I what is it? He's charging in a year or something like eight grand a year or something. To be no, paid? no. Thirty-six <laughs> hundred. No, I, we paid. We paid right up front. We paid thirty-nine hundred bucks, I think. Right. To get it set up, and we pay like three hundred and ninety-five dollars a year. Really. To keep to keep all the LLCs, the LLCs are done in another state, and I can't remember which one it's in. Definitely not the one that I'm in. Yeah. Uh, and that just keeps the LLCs going, you know, to to the Secretary of State of uh, whatever that state is. That because uh, they did the research on which which states they can put the LLCs in, which have the I'm not sure it would be more lax, but I guess that's probably what it is, and easier to manage and stuff. And uh, that's basically we pay three ninety-five, three hundred ninety-five dollars a year to keep it keep it, keep it running. Oh, okay, because he always so talks. It's not it's it, it's not big, it, it, and I can't remember what the because uh, we have more than two LLCs. I think we've got like three or four, and uh, uh, I I can't remember what they were. They're like. Two hundred dollars a piece, or something, or maybe three hundred. I don't remember. It says been four years ago. But yeah, that's that's all it is, and you just have to pay that every year, and that's just all that is is just for the administration of paying the Secretary of State of whatever state that is. I can't remember uh, to keep your LLCs going. Hmm. But those don't even those don't even like you say those don't even get mentioned. Well, Carl, I mean, they, did, like you say, they do night. research on they do research on you to see what you own, and uh, they get shut down right from the get go because they they can't they can't pierce that trust they can't you know they can't get into that trust to find out anything because it's a private trust a yeah. pure trust yeah so that's the thinking behind that. It's uh, and I can't remember what his name is. Michael Clark, I know that. He does have a talk show on uh, yeah. Monday nights. It's like MP Protect or something. Is that what it is? There, I'll put I'll put there? the link. It's TotalAssetProtector.com. I'll put the yeah. link. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. 
There's another good site called uh, Administrating Your Public Servants. And there's a guy in there, Glenn, who does trusts for common law type, you know, individuals that want to do it down that road. But uh, Carl was talking about how the, he didn't want to get into it. He said, I can barely teach you guys how to, you know, file a simple claim. He goes, I'm not even going to start talking about the LLC. But I, I believe that he uh, he believes there's a benefit to them as well. He just didn't go into it into detail anyway. Well, yeah, there, you know, like I say, we did it. It's uh, you know, it's time consuming because you have to go like take pictures and videos of everything you have, you know, and then you uh, you try to figure out what it's worth, and then you add like. 25% of that to that. And then, like you say, you do those certificates, so it's not even money. It's not even uh, uh, it's not even money. So you do these certificates, and th- those are all kept in between the trusts. And so, you know, when, well, you know, if they pierce it, they oh, this guy has like... Uh, yeah, but you know, part, uh, part of that whole scheme, though, is to put a UCC lien on... Uh, I think it's the first LLC from the the second one, right? Right. The, uh, so you are in statutory. You're popping in and out, right? Right, right. But you're covered by that. You're covered by that contract. Yeah, it, it all covers itself. Sense. And he's uh, actually he's got a show that he's doing. We're up. I'm up in Toronto. He's doing one in Oakville, the end of the month or something. So I was gonna pop. Yeah, on the 26th. It's on that page there. Yeah, yeah, he, he, uh, um, I don't know, I kind of quit listening to his shows because he's just trying to sell it. You know, he kind of, you know, he tries to do the little fear thing of, you know, you know, the, the world is getting more litigious these days and you can get sued for anything and lose everything you have. And I hope, I hope when he does those show, those, uh, seminars, you can go up there and ask the questions. Because that's why, I'm, and I'm not saying anything, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about him. He's trying to get his business going. Uh, I just think that he, you know, he needs to have a like an open question thing. He used to do that, but he doesn't anymore. Because I, I, you know, what I what I've heard and the reason why he doesn't do it is because some of the people that get on there are just, you know, they have no idea, they haven't got a clue. So he's like, you know, like babysitting for an hour. And I can understand his, you know, his frustration. I mean, look at Carl. Carl. <laughs> Carl's just getting sick and tired of it. I can I can see that. But, um, uh, but yeah, if he, I, I would go to that. I think it would be, be a good idea to uh, maybe go and be able to talk to him. Because I, I do I do think it's a it's a good thing, and uh, uh, I think it's well worth the money uh, if you have you know assets that uh, you wouldn't want to lose in in one case of a accident or you know IRS or whatever. Because it's pretty much it is pretty much untouchable. Yeah, I think everyone wants to get back to some common law stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're off topic, okay. Well, the top and the bottom of that are common law. 
Yeah, they are, yeah. So. Anyways, okay. I'm going to get out. Take care. Yeah, you too. Anybody else here? Mike? Hello? Am I alone here? No. Yeah. Well, you get it. Go on here. Guess I'm not alone. Is that Mark I hear? No. Mike? I'm here. Okay. So, Mike, how's it going with that lady from... uh, Panama? How's it going with that lady from Panama? Oh, I have no idea. I'm not sure what she's up to now. Okay. Yeah, I've uh, I've been so far behind in Skype lately. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, with all those rooms, it's getting pretty busy. I've thanks for putting me in there. I I know that the that uh, what is the one the Bible biblical law one it was almost yeah. up to a thousand when I got put in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. Uh... I'm not even talking about the rooms. I don't I don't see hardly any of the messages in the rooms anymore. Oh. It's lots of private messages talking to people back and forth and mm-hmm. writing letters and fixing people's letters and trying to explain stuff to people. Yeah, yeah I miss, I, uh, I miss but... most of what goes on in the big rooms. Yeah, some of those people in the big rooms are pretty damn sharp. So that's that's a good thing. Um, I'm going to call Carl first thing in the morning when the cops start pounding on the door and let him get another Guyana lady recording. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty good, if you could hear it. That's the gist of it, though. It was definitely amazing to listen to. See yeah. how quick how quick he was to respond. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's kind of funny because I think, not that I've had to try any of it, kind of like Mike. Mm-hmm. So. You know, listening, listening and learning. I don't really say too much because I don't know enough yet. But you know, it is a it is a thing of a lifestyle. And uh, um, for myself personally, I think just uh, knowing that because uh, I I think I've always kind of been. You know, because when I first heard Carl, I was like, man, this is this is something I've known inherently, you know, inside or whatever. I've known that this has all, always been true, and, uh, and I've tried to live my life that way. Um, 
Hear, hear, brother. You said it. It makes so yeah. much sense when you hear it. It's like, yeah. this is what you've yeah. been mm-hmm. fucking waiting for your whole life. You know, somebody to fucking get it and share it. Yeah. And and the thing is, I, I, I think that people are trying to complicate it, uh, especially a lot of those people who got into that other, you know, what it, free, I don't know what it's called. I've just heard the term free men. You know, and, and uh, you know, watching the news over the years, he always kind of thought those guys were, you know, nutballs. Uh, you know, but I think I think they were right in their way, but the way they went about it was wrong. But I think that, you know, I think a lot of this stuff, uh, for me at least, is very familiar because it, it looks it looks like I've always thought. You know, I've always known. But, you know, in the legalese side, I've, I just had to play the game. And it felt like a game, and it, uh, it never felt true. So when you, uh, of course, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think that when you kind of live like that and have always felt like, you know, that that's the way it was, and then you find somebody who, like Carl who's, who found it and figured it out, I think it's. I think it, like you said, it's really easy to do. And I hate. I and I'm not. You know, not that I ever tried it. Not that I'm an expert or anything like that. But I, I definitely uh, resonate with it. And it. Uh, I think, like like Mike says to some of the people when he talks to them, he says, "You need to got to be able to think on your feet." And I think that's going to come easy for some people, and then some people are going to have to unlearn a whole lot of shit that they've been feeding themselves for the last years, you know, with those, you know, especially if they were studying that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then also the people who are indoctrinated, you know, indoctrinated into the school system, you know, that totally believe that stuff, you know, and the higher the education they have, the, the really dumber they are. And, uh, Well, I shouldn't say dumber. They just got indoctrinated. They're just, you know, they just doing what they thought was right. But uh, I just think this stuff is awesome myself. I'm just, I'm just amazed every day when I sit down in front of the computer and and, and uh, read the Skype rooms and and then listen to, you know, call Mike and and Gus and and uh, and others. It's like, man, I, I just knew this stuff was, I knew this was the real deal. And uh, I'm just really happy to, you know, finally find uh, somebody who kind of thinks like me. And, and I've thought like this all my life. And I've just played the statutory game. And, I, you know, I, I guess we all still have to do that, you know. Um, until you really feel comfortable, uh, you know, making your moves. So that's all I got to say about it. But good job, Mike. I think you're doing a fantastic job in uh, helping all these people out. My hat goes off to you. Yeah, me too, Mike. This dude was half asleep this morning trying to help me with my shit. 
you could tell he was already out of it. Yeah. I was like, dude, go to bed. I could tell. He's like, no, I got to get to some more uh, Skype messages. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking zombie. I appreciate it, Mike. And there's a lot of people that do, brother. You know, all you guys out there that have learned this for years and are sharing it, it's priceless. And uh, you, you guys, your kids, your generations will reap the benefits. Keep fucking doing it. And everyone keep teaching their kids. Uh, hey, Mike, if you don't mind asking, uh, me asking, how old are you? 40-ish. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, you're just a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good that... Uh, I think the younger the younger generation. I'm uh, I'm quite a bit older than you guys, than you, Mike. Anyway, I don't know how the other guy is there, but uh, uh, it seems like yeah, it seems like the indoctrination uh, has just uh, accelerated in the last twenty years. And uh, it's just, it's just, you know, like I say, I don't. I'm in a small area, in a small town, and you know, when I talk to people, they just go glazed over. You know, you hear, you know, when you have discussions with your friends, they're, oh yeah, yeah, I agree with that stuff, but you know, they don't, you know, <laughs> they just don't even, they don't get it. So what's the solution? How do we get this out quicker? How do we get people learning faster? How do we get the you kids need a to freaking, you, what, ha- what happens, I think, but I don't know if that's good or not, is you just need a big slam dunk case. That's what that's what you need. You need something big. My thought was that you, uh, I don't know if there's a way that you could um, uh, get like... Um, I want to say like a radio broadcast, uh, open up your own channel or whatever and open it up to the public airways and do the same thing that we're doing right now, except, uh, you know, let it broadcast to tens of thousands or 50,000, 100,000 people. Yeah, they do that with blog talk radio. What's that? I'm happy. I'm happy with talks to you. Yeah. They they do that with blog talk radio, but the only way I thought about getting the getting the message out is there's huge big Monsanto rallies that are coming up very, very shortly. And this is the this is one way you can incorporate um letting the people know about this, you know, 'cause you've got thousands and thousands of people that, that go to those big Monsanto rallies. Well, today I went to the courthouse and I noticed there was uh, five newspaper machines out front. And I thought, what if I just pasted some of Carl's shit right on top of that? <laughs> so everybody walking up to the courthouse, because there's always a huge line, you know, when, at the courthouse. And these people are standing right next to the scene. So they, they, they can't fucking throw you in jail for posting a note on the newspaper stand. Yeah, or flyers or something. Just some shit like how to beat a ticket, right? And then just put some of Carl's best work right on there. <laughs> just, yeah. I don't know. Get people fucking talking about it, you know? 
I, you know what's funny? No bullshit, guys. Today, I'm in line. I'm standing. I'm waiting to talk to the clerk. And the lady in front of me says to the clerk, I'm just a layman. I'm an idiot. And I looked at my daughter and I went, holy shit. I don't know who shit she's using, but that sounds like Carl's. Right. It was pretty funny. My daughter. Did you know, ask her? What's that? Did you Did you ask her? Oh, no. She was busy with the clerk lady. I'm not going to be like, hey, uh, you a friend of Carl's. So, oh, no, no, no. Afterwards. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I was still I was still in line waiting for my turn. I wasn't gonna get out of line to go talk to her. I don't know. There was a big ass line just to talk to one lady. Yeah. Hey idiot, come over here for a minute. Yeah, hey, I'm an idiot too. <laughs> hey, I'm an idiot too. Hey, we're all about the idiots. Yeah, but it was it was pretty cool when I heard her say it because I guess the clerk had said, "Well, you didn't file this right." She says, "Well, I'm just a layman. I'm an idiot." And the lady is like, oh, you're not an idiot. And she's all, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm one too, and I'm one too. <laughs> yeah, this little old lady in a walker, she was literally in a walker, had to get out of her walker to stand up and uh, talk to this mm. lady. But I don't know, I just thought that was kind of cool. You know, even she got that from fucking somewhere, okay? Mm-hmm. I didn't, those two words, <laughs> layman and idiot, didn't come out at the same time on act. He was practicing some shit because I ain't never heard it. <laughs> it's getting out there. It's definitely okay. getting out there. Have a look from a year ago. Look how much it's expanded in one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have another suggestion about uh, getting the word out. I know um, one of the big things it seems like that's going on in America is uh, there's a tremendous amount of like private schools that are opening up, like charter schools or privately funded uh, schools, I, I don't know, colleges, uh, they're all over, the, in, in my town here, they're just popping up all over the place. It must be a big money-making operation or something. So I was thinking, well, what if you open up, like, you know, like to say, add access to a radio station to get the word out, and then you open up your own, like, a private charter school and have that charter school or the, or the private school, whatever it is, focus strictly on the stuff that we're talking about and teaching it That's in a classroom form. Bichel says um, free radio America. There is free radio in America. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, that was just an idea. I mean, we need to open up a school. There needs to be a school where people can go to and, and access, and I'm sure it would start filling up. I mean, people would see the uh, power it would have. It would It would change society. It would change that community. I would. I would send my kids to that school. I promise you. And I I got five of them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I sent every one of them there with a smile on my face knowing that they were going to actually learn something that they could benefit from mm-hmm. in the future. Because right now I send my kids to school. I'm getting ready to send one to college in September. And uh, I know she's just going to learn business and marketing. There ain't, you know what I mean? But they she's don't learning. know their rights. None of them are learning what, what rights they have as a, as a man or as a woman. Right. I'm just saying you need structure, and, and that, that creates a structured environment. Uh, I a think it should be called the Carl Curriculum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but, I mean, you create the entire uh, hierarchy, you know, everything from the dean down, you know, you know principals, you have uh, teachers, uh, you know, 
Parent-Teachers Association. Everyone's around. Everybody's inputting to try to make the whole system, you know, it's got to be a a whole uh, system that works. Not just like, uh, oh, you know, you open up a building and you have one man in there uh, that teaches a classroom. I mean, you can take that one guy and shut him down and then the whole thing's gone. You need to create just the same format that a school system is set up as, do the same thing except, you know, you create your own curriculum and, you know, let's say call it the common law curriculum or Carl Carl's common law, uncommon law curriculum, you know, whatever it is, uh, and and put it into practice. And let me tell you, the people are will come from all over to be a part of it. And next thing you know, you take the money that you raised from that, and you open up a second one, then you open a third one, and you start and it just starts taking off. I'm telling you, it would be just like a, a franchise to a business. Um, and that's way that way, um, you know, the money is going towards you know, instead of sending money to one man, Carl, well, what happens if something happens to Carl, you know, it's all gone. We need to set up a system and, uh, you know, and take care of the system and, and franchise that system, that the school system, and, you know, place these all over the country and then all over the world. And let me tell you, uh, they'll come from all over the place to pour in the money and money talks. You know, well, and, Carl, yeah. as he says, if you've got more than an eighth grade education, it's going to be harder and shit for you to learn. Exactly. So I'm right. thinking at about, I don't know, fifth grade, they start learning that they have rights. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When they're old enough to read and think. But, yeah, I'm with you, bro. I, I'm, I'm with you. I totally agree that this should be somehow integrated into the system, but uh, that would take money. I would imagine. Well, I don't know. And like in my hometown, the quote, the quote system is not gonna is not gonna go for this because you know they are so. Uh, he's talking about charter schools. My daughter went to a charter school, and they have a little bit weird rules. They don't really comply with the uh, mm-hmm. yeah district. Yeah, it's a little different in the charter schools. I believe that's what the gentleman was talking about. Yeah, it's just like oh. a, there's, there's one down the street from me, and it's just privately funded, and so they have uh, different uh, guidelines in the public school system. They're not considered a, um, you know, like a, a Christian based or anything like that. It's, I guess, the term they use is called charter. Yeah, it's more Scientology. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it, it they just created. Using a computer the whole time she went to school, which was really weird. Mm-hmm. What now? Uh, my daughter went to a charter school, and they wouldn't let her use a computer. For some reason, oh. they thought the internet was bad. Oh, so that was kind of weird. But it was a good school. She did great. But uh, they have their own little cha-cha. They don't have to follow the rules. That uh, I'm not. Yeah, they have their own contract. Yeah, they I know it was own charter. For sure, though, it was way different. That's weird. Maybe they wanted them to to learn the uh, art of handwriting instead of uh, typing. Right. It was something like that. So if they were to open up a charter school, and I see, I don't know if they're going to have a full common law school, but I definitely could see curriculum getting added into one of these charter schools. And I believe it was civil that they took out. Is that what it was? Could have been. I don't know. I don't know. We took we took uh, civics. 
Right. I believe they took civics out, and that's when people started, you know, losing uh, their their knowledge of rights. And so, I don't know if you would call it civics, but you would call it fucking something, and start teaching these kids that when a officer asks you to get off your bike and put your hands on your head, you're supposed to say, "Is that an order?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. I can't wait to have a kid and and start teaching him from like the age of five. He's he's gonna be doing that shit to every teacher he comes across. <laughs> he goes, "Daddy, I made three thousand dollars at school today. <laughs> Look at all the bills I got written up, all the orders I got written up." No, yeah, mine know it, but they're not they're not they're not submitting bills or anything yet. You know what I mean? But they they definitely hear this all the time. They hear me talking it all the time. I'm constantly pointing out, you know, mm-hmm. every everything that I can ever drill into them about their rights and how they're a man or a woman. I do. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. That's I think it'll benefit everybody. When you just talk about rights, every it kind of like uh, rung a bell when I was in court today. Uh, there were certain uh, people that went up uh, before the judge, and uh, as she was talking to them, she says, uh, you know, do you waive your uh, rights to a speedy trial? Or maybe it was, maybe do you waive your rights to whatever after they, you know, swore in, um, you know, she was asking, you know, do you waive your rights to this? And then she made the statement, do you waive all your rights? Do you understand your rights? Um, yes. Do you, and do you waive all your rights? Yes. And you know, were you, you know, drinking, blah, 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 this night? Were you uh, driving under the influence uh, at this time? Yes. And, and, I mean, basically, he, she just stripped him down to nothing and then, you know, made him uh, uh, basically accuse, you know, himself, uh, admit, uh, you know, that he was guilty of all these different things, and then she just threw the book at him. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, oh my god! They took, they ended up take, taking one guy and cuffing him and putting him in jail because it was he had multiple offenses or something like that. I guess it was a second DUI or third DUI with a with a property damage. I can't quite remember exactly, but uh, she said, "You're going to jail today." I don't know if you know this, but you're going to jail today. I'm like, oh my god! And I got all glassy eyed, and I'm like, the poor guy. I'm like, you know, he's like, he just wants it all to go away or whatever, and. And he just uh, gave away all of his rights right there. She just, I don't know, I just uh, thought that was very unique, uh, noticing how she was, do you, do you know all your rights? Yep. Do you waive all your rights? Yep. Oh, okay. Great. That's what I need to hear. Yeah. It's not really unique. It's uh, how, how it goes down when people mm-hmm. have no idea. I mean, you probably could have stopped her by asking her couple of questions to her, huh? Well, I just could have put the roadblock right on her if you just asked her, uh, well, what are my rights? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, something like that. But people, you know, people are just so intimidated when they go in there, scared to death. And uh, I'm just like everybody else. Uh, it's uh, yeah. always nerve-wracking. And um, uh, we, uh, I don't know, I went to a court a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this girl that uh, um, got in trouble for the guy that shot her dog. He, you know, she had to go to court because the dog was at large or whatever. 
you know, we live out in the middle of nowhere, and she had to go to court. But I, I went, in, my wife and I went in there with her, and uh, you know, people, you can just look around, people that are scared shitless, even if they have a traffic ticket. Yeah. Shaken, they don't know what to say. They don't, you know, they just walk up there and uh, take what they're, you know, take what they're going to give them, like the, you know, the the butt whipping, mm-hmm. and then they're happy to leave. It's the same system. Like it's no different than sheep going into slaughter. I mean, they're all panicky yeah. and don't know where to go. They're all they bundle them all together and then they file them down the chute right in front of the judge, right in front of the chopping block, and yeah. boom, boom, boom. And they're all like they're all scared. It's the same, same thing. They have the same. It's designed the same way and the same concept, same everything. Yeah. Yeah. There was a guy that was in court today that uh, he got busted for DUI and he says I wasn't even drinking. He goes. And she goes, well, you were under the influence. And he goes, yeah, but uh, they were prescription. They were prescribed. I mean, this, I wasn't, uh, you know, doing anything wrong. I'm like, they, it's like they wrongly, you know, charged him with DUI because, you know, they felt that they, uh, you know, could get it on him. I don't know. It, it was, it was sad. This guy, you know, because he he doesn't have any money. You could see he he looked like he was homeless. I mean, and he doesn't, yeah. you know, it, it was sad. It really was. I'm like. God, this guy doesn't look like, you know, he could afford, you know, even a uh, a nice dress shirt. You know, he was kind of, you know, dirty, ratty, and and uh, skinny, and just looked like he was on his last leg, and poor guy. Yeah, and, and they took his last leg. <laughs> and I believe, and I truly believe, when he said that, he, was, he goes, he, you could tell when he's talking, you could tell he was, genuine that uh, he goes I wasn't even drinking that's the whole thing and then she so that's when she changed it goes well you were under the influence were you not you know you were you were taking some type of medicine were you not and and he goes I got prescriptions for that I got I got doctor's notes for all of that stuff and she says that doesn't matter <laughs> and I'm like oh my god this guy this guy is going to get it <laughs> so yeah and uh He's kind of in the same boat. She refused to give him a continuance, and she, you know, because he was, um, I, guess, I don't know, it was just uh, tough to watch all of this stuff. Tough to watch it and tough to be a part of it. Yeah, well, the more people that learn, the more people will mm-hmm. uh, get it figured out and I think I was telling Mike a couple of weeks ago that, you know, this thing has grown since I've been listening to Carl, uh, probably more than quadrupled in a year. Uh, I guess when you look at, at the talk shoes on Saturday, there's what, maybe 100 people on there. Mm-hmm. And I think when I first tuned in and, you know, found this stuff, it was, uh, it was like 15 people on there. <laughs> And uh, wow. so, I mean, and I, I think there's a lot of people that uh, that probably don't go on the calls. They probably just uh, go to the YouTube and the and the talk show, uh, you know, the old uh, recordings, mm-hmm. and listen to them. So I imagine there's probably a hell of a lot more people than than uh, what shows on the calls, and that's good. Good. Hey, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well. 
Hey, Fatal. Hey. Oh, hey. Hey, Mike. Hey, what? Hey, Mike, which Mike, Mike are you referring to? You guys throw Mike off the call already? I fell asleep. <laughs> I was just fell asleep. Go get your bucket. <laughs> how many times have we heard this conversation? Yeah, I don't so know. I don't know how many conversations we talked about everything but law. <laughs> hey, did you guys get a chance to uh, go over uh, Mo's call the other day uh, yet and uh, digest it? I have not. Go over it time? time? No. I went back and I listened to it while I was doing stuff, so I didn't really get a good chance to listen to it a second time yet. What's his um, talk to ID number? I don't know if I have. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.